Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Next Lander podcast. Brad Shoemaker, welcome back to December again. Still oh, December. Good to still be here. Still, yeah, it's still here. We still got a couple more weeks I'd say, in. I say I never left. Alex Navarro. Mm-hmm. Drumming. Yes, I will be. Gonna drum your way into the new year? I guess so, yeah. Little drummer boy? Yeah, it's wild. It, the idea of... I mean, look, again, I don't know for certain that this is this even this band's last show, but I'm kind of treating it like, hey, what if this is just the last time I get up in front of people and play drums? Ever? I mean, in a band. Forever, ever? Yeah. I don't know if it's a safe assumption to say that I will do it again, you know? Like, it, it's not a thing that I want to, like, put myself in the position of being like, you know... Oh, you know, this is this is the like I'll I'll do this many 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 more times down the road and then mm. be like, nope, never happened. So I'm going to treat this like it is the big send off that it, <laughs> it it could possibly be. Gotcha, but you're excited. Yeah, I am excited. I mean, I haven't played a show in over a year, and also this is going to be kind of a big one. So I'm just like treating it like a blowout. And one more time for the folks who want to go possibly see it, though you said maybe sold, getting near sold out, very close to, yeah. Uh, so we are playing uh, with Sick of It All and Sub-Zero, uh, if you like the hardcore music, specifically the New York variety, uh, uh, this Saturday. The show starts at 2 p.m. It is at the uh, the Meadows in Brooklyn at 17 Meadows Street. Uh, we go on around 3 o'clock. So, yeah. Okay. Grab a ticket if you want to come. If Do you not, know how long the whole the whole show is? It's a matinee show. I assume it'll probably be done before. I mean, if it's if we're going on at three, I'm gonna say it's probably done before seven. Okay, maybe eight o'clock. I that's don't like know. A, that's kind of like a long time out there. Yeah, because there's another show going on. I think at the venue down the street at like eight. So I think okay. that's why they did it as a daytime show. But yeah, daytime hardcore. Yep. It's like I mean, uh, it's Saturday. What else are you doing on your Saturday? Daytime Saturday hardcore. We mm-hmm. watching cartoons. What do you know? Welcome to no. Hardcore Saturdays. Welcome to a hardcore matinee. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a different thing. You got th- you got thrown out of the theater for that. You used to have to go down to Times Square for that. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, thanks, Giuliani. Let's jump right in, Brad Shoemaker. We got yes. a game that has not oh. even come out yet. Speaking of hardcore games, has uh, it hard- not? Hardcore gaming. Uh, well, I guess it depends on when you're listening to this. As of the time of this recording. You are you have snuck your way into the Navi infiltrated. Uh what 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 reports from Pandora? What reports from okay. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a game comes out and you just need to know. Yes. I need to know. You know? I it's don't know. know. Uh yeah, I uh so I I just got the code last night, uh, so I have not had a ton of time to get into it, but have you played Far Cry? I have. Uh which one? Any, any of them, any of them. <laughs> okay. except for the first two yeah um, let's say from three yeah, on I, I feel like the modern far would you say far cry we're actually talking about far cry three to the present a ubisoft days. far cry the yes. current yeah yes um, i have indeed yeah it seems very much in that mold okay so, far. so if it, like perhaps more so than i expected but like I, i'm actually like kind of impressed with it like um, on what against, level against the standards of like licensed games let's say 
You know what I mean? Okay. Sure. Like, like you're like non Spider-Man. Like as a, well, okay. Yes, actually. I maybe okay. Some licensed games are quite good these days, Yeah, but not as many as, well, there are fewer licensed games. I feel like the other direction is licensed properties from games like the last of us and stuff, trying to well, make some good it's, stuff it's, from a game. Yeah. There are fewer licensed games, but also there's way fewer ones that go from middle to high budget. Like a lot of licensed mm. stuff these days is either just sort of tossed off on PC or mobile. Uh, every once in a while you get a, you know, a triple a studio making a Spider-Man, but for the most part, that doesn't really happen that often anymore. Yeah. It's like and, star Wars and, and Marvel basically. And also like the best licensed games are just games, right? They're not games adapted from a movie or like tied into some other property. It's just right. like, Hey, this is a Spider-Man game that was made from the ground up as a Spider-Man game. Though, yes. Though like this, this is not a tie in either to be clear, but some of this is me having reviewed the last avatar game in 2009 talking, uh huh, which absolutely was a movie tie in game mm-hmm. uh-huh. and was not amazing. But, um, this this seems okay so far. Like I, I to be clear, I have like no strong feelings about Avatar or the property either way. I have not seen the second movie, if that tells you anything. Okay, but, so you're not you're not sure in the grander Pandora universe what's what's in or out from the second movie. They they have said the words Jake Sully once. Okay. Who's in, that? In that's, kind of, that's the that's main the, guy. That's the Sam Worthington character from the first one or both of them, I guess. Yeah, that's okay. the wet noodle from the first like, movie. Like there's like I, I'm guessing this is set somewhere either between the two movies or maybe like toward the beginning of the second one. There, there's like reference to him having like, I forget what they, they may actually use the words gone native. I can't remember if that's, it's, it's a human saying it. So it's yeah. like somebody complaining about it. I think if I remember, but anyway, anyway, it's like post the events of the first game. So like it, he has, he has defected at this point. And sorry, I, I, it's been a long time since I've seen avatar, but um, the idea being, one could transmit their mind into the body of a cloned, like a like a not a you're genetically not, engineered, genetically Navi. grown in a vat kind of being. Okay. I believe yeah. I Navi. haven't seen the first movie since 2009. Yeah, um, but basically, a human would be in like a pod, like in stasis or like asleep. Yeah, yeah, kind of mind melded with the their avatar. But but a um, um, but, but, but not, eventually, like at the end of the movie, they somehow figure out a way to like permanently transfer the consciousness so that the human body is just kind of done. But the idea being, and again, I think this just relates to this game, or at least what I've seen from the trailer for this game, is when they were doing that, they weren't subverting some other Navi's consciousness, right? It was no, an empty vessel. No. Yes. It was okay. an empty vessel. Yes. But this yes. game has you as some kind of Navi that was raised. Yeah, this is totally a different thing. Like you're you you are one of a very few number of children that were kidnapped. Like your tribe was basically wiped out by the humans, and you and some of your fellow children were basically kidnapped and like brainwashed, like indoctrinated. Okay. Like in a straight up like militarized human school. Okay. Which feels like it's got some echoes of kind of things that have taken place in this country. Let's say. Uh huh. In the past. Um. But basically, you know, the story starts out with you kind of as a child and like some of you are trying to resist the brainwashing. Others have kind of bought it wholesale, you know, so like there's there's the one character who like doesn't even speak the native language anymore. He only speaks like in English or, you know, he only knows how to use human weapons like you kind of there's a process of like convincing him like, no, these people suck. Okay, like, you, we don't want to stay here, actually. Um, it's, I, I, it's- I think I think they're like they're basically trying to like raise you as sort of human aligned Navi soldiers slash liaisons okay. like kind of like 
you know, having, having people that can be on the inside and like try to subvert further clans and stuff like that. I think it's okay. kind of the gist anyway. <laughs> anyway, it's just kind of a, a flash forward intro of you getting out of there. Oh, you're not playing through a lot of that. I mean, it is a playable intro, but after half an hour, like it flashes forward to adulthood and a bunch of shit goes sideways and you're out of there. Okay. And uh, is this, it, it seems like when I saw the trailer it seemed like a setup for you to not be for them to be able to explain how to be a Navi to you in the game. There's definitely there's that actually, that is absolutely at least in the early plot, a major focus of like you rediscovering like the, the ways of your people, you know, cause like, right, like you don't have all thing. the abilities quite yet. Yeah. There's like a whole thing of like, you know, we kind of know the melodies of our clan, but not, we don't know the words sort of thing. Go, um, go climb this tower and learn like, the, learn the yeah, notes. Kind of. I haven't like quite explicitly climbed a tower yet, but there's definitely stuff like that. Okay. Uh, I mean, they, they do the thing where like the early game, the first two, three hours is in like a kind of enclosed Valley. Uh, and, and I, I've just gotten to the point where they turned you loose in the full open world. So is, is there some kind of, um, have you hit the point in a story where there's some kind of impending crisis that no, you no, need to, okay. Not. So you're it's, just, it's, you're it's just living much, your Navi life. It's very much like you're, you're meeting, you're meeting people, you know, like there's, there's an occupation going on. So you're meeting people and some of them have like much more aggressive ideas about how to fight the occupation than others. It seems like, you know, it's like you meet somebody who's like, Hey, you know, the rest of my clan does not think the way I do in terms of how we should fight the humans uh-huh. and stuff like that. Uh, but it's very much like my quests are still like, hey, go go meet this and go link up with this new clan and see if you can get them on your side. But no stuff. outpost taken out yet. I, I did like one of those in that in that early starting area, which seems like something that very much could be repeated, say, two to three dozen times across the map. Uh-huh. Uh, it was like an oil or some kind of drilling refinery thing where you blow up a generator and hack a thing. I see. Hack, hack uh, a computer. Did it did it um, take off a thing on a map? Did an icon um, go from like white to red or something. Now that you mention it, I actually didn't think about this. There are no icons on the map. Get out of here, which actually feels like maybe a Stop reaction it. to some criticism. I haven't opened up that much of the map. I just started, like I said, I just started roaming the actual open world. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I don't think that's going to last. There will but be icons on that map at some point. There's, there has been no legend and none of the little villages or like the upgrade, giant upgrade flowers that i found any of that stuff has like an icon on the map it's like a little glowing spots here and there mm-hmm. huh but it, it's a 3d map like a like a topographical map so like they seem they're using like the real structures on the map to represent stuff but like a ubisoft map game with no icons is kind of weird now that i think Hard about to it. Believe. maybe maybe once you get a more expansive map you can zoom out um, maybe as more areas come in or something like that i yeah you, you can see the whole map from the beginning but it's all covered in clouds until you uncover stuff anyway um you know it, it is very similar to the far cry games like you start with a bow you very quickly get an assault rifle uh, i've got okay. a trap thrower like a kind of a mine sort of thrower okay. sling kind mm-hmm. of thing right now um, sling thing like everything can be upgraded it's, it seems very crafting and hunting and gathering focused like, what are you crafting everything like i said i just got to the first like outpost that um, outside the starting area that has like crafting tables and stuff so uh, it is like weapon mods or just figuring that stuff out it seems like weapon mods drop so far okay because like every weapon has mod slots on it and i've gotten mods for all of those so far those all seem to drop or come out of containers but at the first crafting table it immediately gave me like all the armor slots you can craft for okay um there's a cooking thing 
Like you're going around gathering like meat and vegetables and stuff to cook with. You're going around getting all kinds of materials to make armor out of like the, the gathering is like the one. So like nothing in this game has, is, has like blown my mind. Like every, mm. every piece of this game I have seen has been like very familiar. If you have played this style of open world game, it's kind of um, what I thought we were walking into here with, with like, with like the one exception of the gathering stuff so far. And again, I'm, I'm not very far into it, but like all the fruits and stuff that you pick, a, there's a little mini game attached to like there, there's okay. There's quality of loot. You know, there's like pristine, fine, common. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, if you get a pristine fruit, it's going to cook a better meal, etc. And are those buffs for the meals? Also, I mean, I'm, I'm again, just still piecing the stuff together, but there's a little mini game. First of all, when you go to pick a thing where it's like, you kind of have to like feather the, the, I'm on the PS five. Like you have to kind of like feather the right tr- uh, trigger uh-huh. and then line up a thing with the, with the D pad or I mean the, uh, the analog stick and then pull the trigger all the way. It's like a, if you just hit the button and yank this thing off, you're going to damage it or get a worse quality fruit. Lame. Uh, and on top of that, the fruits also have like, I don't even know how to describe it. Challenges on them. Like, like some fruits, you get a better quality fruit. If you pick it while it's raining. Oh my gosh. Some of them, you get a better <laughs> fruit if you pick it at night. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, hey, look, yeah, sure. I, like, I don't live on Pandora. What do I know? Like, right, and so like it's I crafted, planet. I crafted some like pants or something, and it gave a big range of how much health it could have on it, like a big range. And I got pretty close to the low end of that range when I crafted it. So I wonder if like <laughs> if I go get better fiber uh-huh. and, and go back or do some other thing. If I craft those pants again, maybe I'll get way better versions of those pants. I'm not sure. Unobtainium in your pants to make yes, them better, basically. Um, so have you seen any unobtainium yet? Not yet. No. Okay. No. Do you uh, do you for the food stuff? Is it just like a temporary buff, or is there some yeah, kind of stamina? It's, I, haven't, I haven't gotten any recipes, so I haven't been able to cook anything. I've just been eating stuff raw. But there's there's a whole concept of like keeping your energy up. Like you eat food to charge your energy, and as your energy is up, your health will just recharge automatically. Okay. But once you're out of energy or low on energy, your health does not recharge anymore. Okay. So you're not eating to get health. You're eating to get energy, but it's kind of the same thing. But, but then, yeah, looking, looking at the cooking stuff, it seems like it's very much a Zelda style, like, or, or monster. It, technically, I guess it's really more monster hunter than Zelda because that's where that came, that stuff came from. But, but, it, but it's very much like make a, a meal and it's like, oh, you'll get 10 minutes of this buff. Or if you make it with pristine food, maybe you'll get 15 minutes of this buff, that kind of thing. Do you, do you get any kind of <clears throat> choice in your character creation at all? Or is um, it just you visually, get Navi? Visually, like you can kind of choose the basics of what you would expect from a character creator, but that's it. Like How do they get of, around like your, your Navi's name? Are you there like, is, they, they refer to you as you a lot. You? <laughs> like they okay. just never give you a name really. Okay. Well, that's one way to do it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yes. Have you taken your braid and plugged it into anything? Yep. Yet? What'd you do? A tree? Um, flying giant, thing, f- giant flower. I would say no, but one of the one of the, the flying things has shown up at this point. Okay, they you made can't a big fly deal that thing. Yeah, that's come on, man. Yeah, have you um, gotten on a vehicle yet? No, no, no. no. I'm I'm just getting like it seems like there's probably going to be a decent number of mobility perks. Like I got kind of a it's kind of a double jump, kind of an air dash combo sort of thing is the first thing I've gotten, and those are just like scattered around the map. Those are like those are called like ancestral skills. Um. <laughs> The next one or one of the next ones is like the ability to run up to one of the big human mechs and just rip the, me- the human out of it. And okay. Kill them. There we go. Uh, That's the, the most, next one. The most important ancestral skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mech jacking uh, is a, uh, yes. is it, 
like are are there like melee weapons where you can like run out uh, you have a punch so far okay. you might start getting actual weapons on that right now it's just a punch like dodge to counter any of yeah okay. yes like have you seen standard? any military navi yet like do um, military dudes as navi oh you mean like humans in yeah. avatars no like actually. i'm talking about avatars wearing ray-bans right <laughs> No, I mean, like some of your friends start out that way because you're in that human school, you know, so you're all yeah. wearing like RDA T-shirts and shit. But I mean, they're it's straight up like they make tech out of RDA scrap after you get out of there in the resistance. And like, there's a whole thing about like, hey, we can scratch the RDA logos off of these things if you want, like, or, or paint over them, you know, like, like they, <laughs> they don't love the symbol of the RDA once they get out of there. That's fair. Um, I don't, I don't remember where Avatar 1 left off. Did they... Were they still on the planet trying yeah, to colonize that's the Yeah, the thing planet? I'm confused about is that, like, I don't know at what point of that arc I'm coming in here. Like, <laughs> Okay. If, if I remember, like, when you're a kid in this, I think they're still there and trying to, like, mine resources and stuff, and then it, then they all leave. Oh. Yeah. But then as an adult, they come back. It's like so a second wave or something. Yeah, I don't know if that's that's okay. probably from the second movie. It has to be, because I the, at the end of the first movie, they definitely leave with their tail between their legs like okay. the ships like all fly off and it they've kind of been left to their own devices on the planet f- again finally yeah so there's no like previously on avatar at the top of this thing not really no okay like, they, they expect you, you to know yeah yeah like they give you pretty <laughs> pretty thorough setup for what's going on with you and your friends but not super comprehensive about the state of the world James I mean, Cameron's going to be disappointed. I kind of get it because once a movie makes that many billions of dollars, like you just kind of assume that most people going into a, a video game based on it would kind of know the 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 log line of what's going on. But yeah, at the same time, I didn't watch that second movie, so I don't know what the hell's going on. And I mean, I probably never will. I mean, look again, if Avatar has one hater left on this earth, it's me. So. <laughs> I, like I, I don't hate it but i didn't care enough to go see it but now i kind of wish i had while it was in like something like an imax or something with 3d you know mm-hmm. like i probably will not ever see it either now that it, i would watch it on a tv right yeah like all i have seen about it is like oh my god it's like most amazing technical spectacle you've ever seen in a movie and like i wish i had gone to see it for that reason but now that that ship sailed like whatever don't worry, when the fifth one comes out in about 15 years, uh, <laughs> yes. they will do a marathon of all of them in IMAX and 3D and whatever. Also, you know, I could just go see the third one. Like, Yeah. You know, there will be more opportunities to see what the state of the art is by James Cameron. Soon all enough. Right. Um, Here, but, here's what this article says in terms of placing this game. Okay. In the Avatar universe, the events of the first movie take place in the year 2154. And we know that the Navi character from the frontiers of Pandora has been in cryosleep for 15 years. According to the official Pandorapedia, Avatar The Way of Water picks up Jake's story. I don't know who that is. After the Jake Sully. Line. That's the main okay. guy. 15 years after the Battle of the Hallelujah Mountains, that's around the time that the player's character in Frontiers of Pandora wakes up. Yeah, they, this they puts reference the year that about battle. 2170 for the game and the second movie. So it sounds like maybe you're... You're in the right, lead that into is, the second movie. Yeah, like kind of. Yeah, that, uh, that's kind of what I paralleled. figured. That's what it felt like to me. I mean, especially considering I think this game was originally intended to come out around the time the second movie came out. So yeah, it, it feels like they've been pitching this for a long time. Yeah, it's been in the point. works for some time, like two plus years or something. Um, I don't know I mean, if 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 you're into if you're super into Avatar, <laughs> this seems not bad. Seems competent at least. If you're if you're not, I would say. 
if you're a fan of hunting things to make a wallet out of in Far Cry, uh-huh. there's probably a lot for you here. I Apparently, uh, there are a lot of fans of Avatar, so yeah, those, no, those movies like do I'm, well. You know, to, to each their own. But, I don't yeah. pretend that I'm not an outlier here as a hater. Like, I understand they're very popular and still, because that second movie also did very, very well, but... Just can't do it, man. Just can't get on board with this stuff. I love Jim Jim Cameron. I'm not one of those people that is of the opinion that Jimmy C never misses. Yeah, fair. <laughs> fair. I'm a, I'm more of like an indifferent avatar person where I think at the time walking out of I think we covered this other places, but walking out of that movie was like, oh, that was visually interesting and that story sure did kind of feel Exist. kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But like technology wise that was very interesting and i feel like coming out of uh, the first avatar that was more of the um takeaway because boy there was a lot around the technology and the motion capture in that first movie i I feel like that was one of the first ones i remember seeing where they had the video screens doing performance capture for for people like they would have the little like camera pointed at their face as they would smile and stuff and then capture performances yeah put them on a thing and so I don't know. Maybe maybe Way of Water does that. Maybe this game does that. I don't know. Does it look good? Yes, that's actually the thing I was waiting to say. Like, I like hunting things to craft out of, but the thing I actually came to this game for is there's no way to show off newer video game consoles like a good jungle. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I feel like straight up original Far Cry, original Crisis, foliage, you know? Uh-huh. You got new hardware. You want to see what a dense jungle looks like on it this game looks very good like it it's it looks quite good i have to say and what, like what they, are you playing on ps5 okay they straight up they straight up do a fallout like walking out of the vault door moment like the first 30 minutes of this game is like extremely drab because you're in kind of the military installation exclusively and they straight up just have you exit the facility into like this incredibly brightly lit lush jungle that is very much like a fallout exiting vault moment um I, I, yeah it, it looks it looks fantastic well I, I don't remember what um that navi like architecture is is it is it what, do they have cities they i don't i don't remember a lot it's of tree structures. it was the tree yeah they had they had a lot of like tree based tree houses like kind of like kind elven of, style like traditional like not even that elven, really like no trees. it was a lot more like uh you know in tune with nature so it was yeah. a lot of like huts and things like that okay or just platforms built into trees yeah. and stuff but, um, but they have a lot of nice glowy lights right i remember yes. that from the movie yes yeah, like, so there's it's <laughs> extremely colorful like a lot of glowing stuff everywhere especially at night I mean, the entire Uh, planet is nothing but glowing stuff. um, Like weather seems like a pretty big deal. Like in the starting, like when you, when you hover around the different zones on the map, it shows like what the climate is. Like I'm in kind of a rainforest area right now. And sure enough, it rains like a lot there. Okay. Uh, And like the rainstorms look really good, you know, just stuff blowing everywhere. And like they, they put a lot of work into the environment in this. You're first person, right? Yeah. It's first person game. Yeah. Uh, Like I haven't seen a ton of it yet, but there's like kind of, I forget what they call them. There's just kind of zip vines hanging around from trees that you can just run up to and hit a button and it'll kind of zip you up into the branches pretty quickly. Stuff like that. So like, it seems like kind of upward mobility type stuff is probably going to be a thing. But are you platforming or doing any kind of parkour? There, there is jumping? a little bit of platforming. There is definitely some having to jump gaps and stuff. So, okay. Not a ton. And but. you're like, 
eight feet tall? Aren't Navi big? Yeah, you're pretty tall. I don't know okay. how tall, like, but pretty tall. Are you like, when you're with the humans, are you kind of just looking down on them? Oh, absolutely. It's nice. like kind of comical, actually. Like, I'd say you're like probably twice as tall as the humans are close to it. Damn. Okay. Yeah, they're like 12 feet tall, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Get inside one so, of those mechs. Maybe you'll take yeah. over a human. Maybe you'll like reverse mm. reverse uh, animus or whatever into a human. That feels like hustling backwards. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, now you have to watch the movie, Brad. Mm. Yep. I wonder, uh, you're I wonder if you'll run across characters or something. Maybe. What if you... What Is if Sam you're like, Worthington in this game? I don't know. What if you're I, intersecting with the narrative? What if you have to help out the main narrative of the movie? How are you going to know? You know, I can infer a lot. What if you have to know the way of water? Mm. What if, what if they, they task? I don't, I have really have zero plot basis. I assume it has something to do with water. I, oh I yeah. Forget. There's a very heavy ocean element to that movie. I, I forget why it came up. The movie came up on our discord the other day, but people were basically saying the, like the last hour of it is just one long action scene. Oh wow. Yes, that is correct. Is, is apparently what that is. So is it regarded? I, I don't even remember hearing people talk about it. Is it regarded as good? People the like people it? who like the first one, like the yeah. second one. I can yeah. say that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, it. like I, I, this seems, this seems competent enough that you're, if you're looking for that kind of open world game, like uh, even if you're not like super jazzed about avatar, you probably still would have a decent time with it. Like, it seems, like I said, it's like, it's super crafting focused to the point that when you use your like detective vision, anything you scan, it'll give you like a list of the mats that can come out of it. Even like animals that you're hunting sure, and stuff like that. Like the, I haven't seen a ton of hunting yet, but like the animals have weak points on them. And, you know, it seems like hitting the weak points might give you better materials and stuff. Like there's scents. You can detect like scent trails in the environment to like stalk animals or find, find the ones you're looking for stuff like that. Like it seems very focused on just roaming around, finding stuff, you know, plucking ingredients to, to make better things, et cetera. With plucking mini games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Frontiers of Pandora. That, is on the PS5 and the Xbox uh, X and S and through the Ubisoft PC. Whatever yes. You Apparently they're on. only selling it through Ubisoft connect. Yeah. Interesting. Just an interesting one. Yeah. No steam page for that one. Yeah. Definitely uh, no steam, but they Ubisoft had at least been doing Epic store for the last several PC releases. 70 bucks for the avatar frontiers of Pandora. That is out the seventh which is the time of this recording is tomorrow. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Come back. We got some more games to talk about in just a minute. This week's show is brought to you by uncommon goods. Alex Navarro, the season of giving is upon us. And there's nothing worse in the season of giving than giving common gifts. That's right. Uh, Or uh, possibly feeling like you are under an immense amount of stress to try and find a gift for someone and time is running out Mm -hmm. and you're just, you just don't know what to do. What am I going to do? What am am I going to do, Vinny Caravella? Well, Uncommon Goods has your back. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. They have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. And I'll say, in my household, in this old household here, there are some Uncommon Goods. Uh, We have had Uncommon Goods for uh, plenty of holiday seasons. We have never had, though, to my experience, 
uncommon experiences, which are more than virtual classes. They're unexpected opportunities to have fun and connect in new ways from tarot card reading. I'd do that. Lunar astrology charting. I'd also do that. Cooking and mixology classes. Okay, I'll do sure. the tarot yeah, card reading. I'd do that. Yeah. yeah, sure. Crafts, gardening, and so much more. From art and jewelry to kitchen, home, and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone and not the same lackluster gifts you could find just anywhere. And Alex Navarro, with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. And so far, they've donated more than $2.5 million to date. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash nextlander. That's uncommongoods.com slash nextlander for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Thanks, Uncommon Goods. This week's show is brought to you by Factor, Alex Navarro. If there's one thing I am this holiday season, it is busy. It is busy, and that means I have maybe not been as good about taking care of the meals I usually prepare for myself. You know what I mean? I was going to say, if there's maybe one other thing about you this holiday season, it's that you're hungry. I'm hungry, and if there's a third thing, there's just food around constantly. Leftovers, uh, uh, just meals just coming at me like freight trains all the time and they're not always going to be the healthiest happiest meals no not always but factors there to help get me back on track factor is america's number one ready to eat meal delivery service it can help you eat well for breakfast lunch dinner with chef prepared dietitian approved ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door they're ready in just two minutes all you have to do is heat them up and enjoy. I've had them before. It's true. They're delicious I've, and ready very quickly. Treat yourself to high-quality, delicious meals over the holidays. Choose from over 35 chef-crafted meals every week that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, whether it's calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, protein plus, and more. They have a bunch of wholesome options. And Factor isn't just for dinner. You can count on extra convenience any time of the day with an assortment of over 55 add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. Choose from their quick breakfast items, their lunch to go, their grab-and-go snacks, or ready-to-drink cold-pressed juices. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice as they offset 100% of their delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices. How do you get in on all of this? Well, head to factormeals.com slash nextlander50 and use code nextlander50 to get 50% off. That's code nextlander50 at factormeals.com slash nextlander50 to get 50% off. Thanks, Factor. All right, we are back. And a game that has been recommended to me many times has been an early access, but is coming out December 8th against the storm. It is a city builder, well, town builder, resource management kind of thing. I don't mean a city builder like um, 
like city skyline builder, you know, mm-hmm. like building that kind of thing. This is more of like um like a Steam World build ish. Okay. Like where you're kind of putting down your factories and your things, except this is much more um fantasy oriented. Right. You have a <laughs> I think you're trying I'm still pretty early on in it. It's this seems like a game that takes some time. I've got a couple of hours into it and I think I'm still in the tutorials. It's um you're trying to at least where I am uh, in this tutorial part appease the queen uh and you have a meter that is going up and when your people of your little settlement get unhappy you lose you they, that's it off with your head I guess um and you got another meter that's going up on the other side that is your I think your happiness rating there are different species so there are like beaver people like where I am and there are like lizard folk and humans. And the beaver folk, they're, you might guess, they're pretty good at wood stuff. And mm-hmm. so you want to, like, maybe put them into your wood collecting chain. Uh, the lizard folk are pretty good at, at dealing with things that have to do with meat. So you might want to put them into your meat uh, chain. And an interesting thing that at least where chain. I'm at in the game is you kind of start off in a clearing. And as you chew back some of the forest by collecting it. There are limited resources as you're pulling stuff up. It's not one of those games that are just unlimited. You will use the resources visually on the map up. Uh, As you peel back layers of the forest, you uncover glades that have other resources in them, but they're fogged over to begin with. So there's kind of this fog of war over these parts until you chew into them, and then you kind of can unlock that area. And some of them are more dangerous than others, though I haven't really gotten too far into the danger part of it yet. Uh, people seem to really love this game, uh, at least from what I can tell from recommendations and also from uh, reviews of it. I think it is pretty neat so far, but I definitely need to spend some more time in it. It seems like a very big time sink style game uh, of resource management and uh, um, building. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, against the storm. I gotta pack that one in somewhere. It's uh mm-hmm. can it's, you stack it? I don't know. Uh I guess this is I'll just mention this quickly. I'm still pushing through on Boulders Gate three. That big patch came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I'm I know still, you're waiting for that. Yeah. They kind of snuck that one out there. Um I'm still running into some quest bug stuff here and there, which is was kind of a bummer, you know. There's a lot packed into Act 3 where they're tying up a lot of different things. Um, I had to do one one quest, wouldn't pop for me, <laughs> until I just hauled my ass back to a different area, murked an NPC, and just ran back, and then that quest would pop, and they're basically like, oh! It was the end of a quest, basically. The que- mm-hmm. I, couldn't, I couldn't get the quest. The person wouldn't give me the quest. So basically, I just shortcut the whole quest and killed the person eventually that they want you to kill. And then they're like, oh, you did the thing. Well, that's cool. Here's this, here's this robe. Uh, so I got my robe of water. Stuff like that. Like, I basically have an iPad next to me at this point being like, should this be working or not working? What's going on here? I'm not going to say it's incredibly buggy. It just... It definitely feels like some of the bolts are loose as the machine is churning away, right? And you're mm-hmm. like, ooh, ooh, is this gonna is this gonna Maybe hold we're together? Gonna fly off the road here. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's let's be real. They weren't gonna fix all the bugs in this game in one patch or even no, three. Or, or, or um, three. I'm guessing I'm guessing the bugs they have fixed so far, given the complexity of this game and the state that it launched in. 
like the bugs they fix so far are just so they can fix the bugs you know yeah mm-hmm. it's like they gotta fix these bugs so they can fix the other bugs it's probably gonna be a while yeah and like you know they're also adding in new content which and changing some things around which who knows if that even adds more stuff to it right more layers of complexity uh to the game but i still adore that game i still think it is fantastic i got past the parts that were uh felt very stressful to me in terms of ticking clock quests so now i'm just kind of sitting back and mopping up a bunch of stuff and just kind of letting the letting the poop fly where and and land Mm. where it does right Mm -hmm. i walk in on this party and maybe i didn't get my best role gotta kill everyone that's just kind of the way this this is going now we're we're just we're focusing on moving on. Try, I am trying to wrap up all my side character quests before I initiate the end-to-end game. Uh, that's just generally RPG-wise where I feel like I need to be. You know, Everybody knows the character. Your companion quests are always the coolest things in the game. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try and get through those. But 100 plus hours in. It's a long game. I want to I wanna wrap that one up. And uh, maybe that that might push against the storm into some other less played bucket for a little bit. Uh, but I did want to try it out cause it does come out of early access um, in a couple of days here. Uh, and I know people have been, been like, you need to try this game, especially on the heels of steam world build. Uh, and it does seem cool. I'm just looking up, I think Microsoft or Larian gave the release date or the, uh, gave a date for the, Reveal is it the Game Awards where they're going to reveal the release dates for the Xbox version? Oh, did they say that? I think they did. I'm looking it up because uh, when I checked it out, because we were talking, I think it was last episode about um, what are they going to announce? And I was like, maybe Boulder's Gate three. And I think they had confirmed they would give the date. And uh, that date is now. That, or that not. Date, no, probably not. Uh, no, I think it's going to be announced um, at the Game Awards, which, if you're listening to this, you might already know. Um, true. It says, the game is on track for a December release. We'll see you at the Game Awards for the world premiere of the release date. So maybe, hey, maybe it is now. Maybe they they will say it is available now on Game Pass. Not now, then soon. Uh, so if you're and- looking for that game you'll get a pretty good version of it on the Xbox, but <laughs> maybe hope. not the, the perfect version of it. On the Xbox. I think it's just the S that doesn't have the, the co-op, right? That That's they, as like my X understanding is, still, is they couldn't get that. It, right? Yeah. They couldn't get that local co-op to work on there. Yeah. What uh, I, what I mean is they're not axing it for the whole Xbox platform, just the S right. No, that's, I think the weird compromise they made to get rid of parity between the two systems was they just said, forget it, man, (laughs) get this thing out the door, go rules are meant to be broken. I'm waiting to see maybe once this is out, if they will, um, put cross play on the roadmap. I don't think it is on any roadmap right now, but it would be sure be nice to play across platforms with that game, uh, especially if you have multiple copies of it, like I do. If, if it were any other developer, I would say no, but who knows with them and the way you say no to crossplay. I mean, if it was, if it was your average developer, I would be like, ah, they're going to, you know, they're going to fix bugs. They're going to yeah, yeah. do whatever they're doing now. And then they'll move on. But like a developer like Larry and I could actually maybe see them in like six months or a year from now and just being like, Hey, by the way, now there's crossplay. Yeah. I, maybe. That'd be awesome. Um, 
I keep checking to see. Last I checked, it wasn't on a roadmap. So uh, let's see. In a world where CD Projekt was like, hey, 2.0 is the last big cyberpunk update. We're overhauling half of the game. <laughs> this is the game that we should have shipped in the first place. Yeah. We're done. And then today, 2.1 is coming out with a whole fucking list of new gameplay stuff they're adding. It's like you guys just said you were done Games are with never this game. Done. It's never and like, over. And now here is like a functional rail system in the game. <laughs> I do wonder with Baldur's Gate 3, and again, maybe this is out there, but I, 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 when I looked at the roadmap not too long ago, it wasn't what their content, like their sellable content plans are versus, you know, bug fixing at this point. I'm sure they want to get these, all these versions out there, patch up as much as they can, and then somebody in the background is working on the next piece of content to sell. You know, that this game did very well. People are probably hungry for uh, more of it, you know, or or classes or content packs or whatever uh another game that's out there that came pretty recommended was a highland song do you guys hear about this one at all? i have heard about this one what a pleasant game uh this I've heard one the term walking simulator but like a different spin on that kind of thing a, a an exploration simulator like a climbing uh, climb running and jumping and climbing Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely gameplay there. Uh, it's it's got a rhythm game in it, as you might guess from oh. the kind of a Highland song, mm-hmm. where you um, when you are exp- traversing, you can kind of kick into this rhythm uh, game that keeps your stamina up as you're running. Basically, uh, if you kind of keep uh, nailing the rhythm of the song that's going uh, okay throughout the highlights, you're you play as this uh, um, kid Moira. Uh, it is very Scottish to okay like it is adorable and i don't just mean to like i'm not trying to belittle the scottish people as adorable sounds like you are but my gosh does it just make your heart melt like okay um it is like she is a fantastic character um and it is all the scottishisms are just amazing uh a lot of just arse uh like Mm -hmm. if you slide down the the mountain the wrong way Again, uh, there is no accent I love being yelled at more in than the <laughs> Scottish one. So, it's great. Um, it's it's so it's like if you need a thing to take your mind off of stuff for a while, this game seems to to be the ticket. It is a uh, uh, Moira's just kind of traversing the hills of Scotland. It seems like, and you're climbing, running, jumping, uh, but picking up pieces of narrative along the way. Uh, as you're doing it, it's kind of a 2D. I should mention that it's a, it's kind of a 2D uh, left to right game. You yeah. go into the background a bit, but you don't kind of control the character as you uh, proceed into the background. So you're kind of mostly navigating left and right as you're uh, exploring these the Highlands. Let's say, I mean, it is called a Highland Song. Yeah. Um, and I think trying to get to like your uncle's lighthouse in a uh, but. The characterization is great. The environments are great. The um, music is fantastic. The voice acting is awesome. It's just it's just a really charming game. Nice. Like the, the, the gameplay so far, in terms of like controlling the climbing, yeah, it's like not. It's it's not it's not like the best of anything. It's not the it's not the draw. I would say, but mm-hmm. the sense of exploration is pretty good. Like you'll you'll get stuff on your map where you're like, hey can you find this point on in the screen? Basically it's like a little handwritten thing and you can kind of mark it and try and explore. And it does seem like there are different paths you can take to kind of get Moira to, um, to progress on her quest. So, okay. 
that's a Highland song uh, that is on the Switch and the PC. That's it's eighteen bucks. Uh, I should mention against the storm also thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems pretty good. I don't know how long it is. I, I read it was not very long, but uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. Cool, Alex. Yeah, there's a new mode in Vampire Survivors. <laughs> Yes, here checking in as your Vampire Survivors reporter. Uh, they announced this, I want to say, a couple weeks ago, uh, this adventure mode that they have added. Um, in addition to adding that today, they also announced there's new DLC coming later this month that is Among Us themed. Okay. I saw that. Yeah, so that's kind of wild. Uh, that is a paid DLC, and that is going to include a bunch of new characters, weapons, and all that fun stuff. This is... This is not new content in the sense that it is not adding new levels, though they do add one new character that you can unlock. Um, But it is actually a completely standalone thing from the main game progression. Uh, You go into this adventure mode once you unlock it, and there are these different campaigns that are sort of, like, there, and each one takes levels from the game that are already there and remixes them. Uh, they limit the number of characters you can use at this outset. You can add more as you, you achieve the objectives that they give you. Uh, same thing with the weapons. You start out with a limited number of weapons available, and then you start unlocking those by going to different merchants and then paying to unlock them or etc. Um, and they call it story focused. I'm going to say that at least in the few that I've played through so far, the story is, I mean, it's about as much story as you could ever possibly expect from one of the, from this game. Like, there is some like setup in the description of the mission you're about to jump into that's like, oh, this one character lament wants to think about the old days, you know, back when all he did was run around in the forest and collect as much garlic as possible. Uh, so it's more like setup, it feels like, than anything else. That maybe there's more if once I actually beat one of the campaigns, I don't know. But yeah, that always felt like a game that tells its story through like level descriptions and stuff like that. Like, I mean, like it's story, very, very it's implied story. story is less of a story and more a series of gags and punchlines and references. Like, you know, there's a fair amount of detail if you go into the grimoire and talk about, or whatever, the the, the bestiary, sorry, and, and read about all the different characters and stuff. But it's, I mean, the story is more of a gas than anything else. It's not the not the draw here by any stretch. The main thing is that this is a way for you to go in and play a bunch of stuff with specific objectives in mind, separate from the main game, assuming, like me, you have spent way too much time playing all the other stuff already. And so the progression of this is completely separate from anything involving the main game. It's completely siloed off. So is it, it kind of narratively forcing you into builds? Like you said, like you're going to get a big garlic, garlic based build. Yeah. Like they start you with the, the first character you have available is the guy, the old man who's the garlic is the default weapon. Um, and then you get like a few other weapons that are just there available to you, but you have to work, you know, play a bunch before you can unlock the other stuff and have that available to you in the, in the random generation. And yeah, I'm sorry that this, so the adventure stuff is free, right? It's just the among us stuff that's paid. Yes. And that's out. I think the 18th, uh, this is out today. Is it cool? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, is it good? It's. I mean, I think it's novel, if nothing else, and it's okay. free, so I'm not exactly going to sit here and complain about it. Sure. Um, you know, I don't think it's really, like, it's more of a, hey, if you've already been playing a ton of this game and you're just looking for a different flavor of the same thing, yes, this is a good addition and something that I think people will have fun with. If you were hoping for something more involved, more of a campaign than, like, just a 
some remixes of levels, then it's not that, but I wasn't expecting more than this, and I think I'm getting basically what I was hoping for, more or less. Okay. Brad, were you about to ask? I I was just going to say, does it feel like people don't talk about Among Us that much anymore? We're not 16, so I'm not sure we're in those conversations. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe it is actually still widely played. Like, I'm... I'm resisting just doing the thing of going, oh, the Steam concurrents are down. Hmm. Um, I don't know. That number's kind of sus. Uh, possibly. There you go. Oh, so you have been hanging out with 16-year-olds. Yeah, they definitely are talking about it. Mm, now those people are like 22 now. Yeah, it's fair. I think that game still does well. I, I imagine they are nowhere near the peak of their popularity, but like, as far as I know, they are still putting out content for that game. They're still working on it, and people still play it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's still... It's, you know, it was, it was never going to maintain the like insane cultural phenomenon numbers that they did at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. There are plenty of inflatable among us, uh, costumes. I saw this Halloween. Style. Yeah. Okay. But All right. That the, is, maybe, but maybe actually, you recycle those. I don't know. Maybe you don't is, get rid of that one. That, that is probably the actual best cultural barometer for <laughs> how popular still is this thing is how many kids are still dressing up like it. My kids are a little too young to get into among us. During, during its heyday its yeah but people definitely still talk about it and you know they still reference it but the trickle down coolonomics of middle school as you know there's a bit of a delay there high school is getting it first middle mm-hmm. school and then the elementary they're at the school. vanguard yeah so the middle yeah. school they're a little behind uh that is the vampire survivors adventure mode free on, on every for you ev- the consumer yeah. Everywhere? Like, is it on as far all as I the, know, yeah. Okay. All the billions of platforms it is now on? And I will just remind everyone, this is Vampire Survivor, so if you do download the patch, uh, you still have to unlock the adventure mode. It literally is just go into the boss rash stage and then collect the artifact that shows up about seven minutes in, and then it's like, cool, you have adventure mode now, bye. <laughs> That's, okay. yeah, the way they handle DLC has always been a little weird to me. I mean, it's cool and makes sense with the way they design things, but... They very much do not go out of their way to say, hey, here's how to do the thing. Yeah. Well, I guess my biggest question for you, Alex, does that mean that you have no longer like 100%ed? Yes. Vampire- They've officially <laughs> they knocked add- me off my pedestal. I yeah. have been taken off my high horse. All yeah. right. It sounds like Vamp- you got more things to tick off. Vampire survivors deflation is a, is a thing. <laughs> it's fine, man. I mean, I, I was looking for an excuse to uh, continue to waste my life playing this game. So by all means, give me another one. Love it. All right, that is Vampire Survivors. Again, that is the free adventure mode available. Now, anything else you guys want to get to before we get to the news? I did start playing the American Truck Simulator Kansas DLC. I am not making a big thing about that here because it's Kansas. <laughs> what? Uh, look, no, Kansas, Kansas is every, no, every no. place has got some, its ups and downs, right? Okay, let's be real about this. Uh-huh. When you are driving cross-country, what uh-huh. is the part of the drive everyone dreads? New York City. No. No, I'm talking cross country. Uh-huh. When you when you're you've the left, middle. left the coast, the very dead middle of the country. I am talking the Kansas Nebraska dead zone. Uh-huh. I am not speaking ill of the people who live there. I'm not saying there's nothing there, mm. but as a place to drive through, it is about as flat and uninteresting a looking place as there has ever been on this earth. So you're, you're, as you're saying, as it pertains to a game in which you drive a truck through yes. areas, you're saying it I'm not saying there's deb- nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying that so far my initial impression is, yep, that's what I remember Kansas looking like. 
<laughs> is it a discounted piece of DLC? No, Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. Again, I'm not trying to say uh, there's nothing there to see. There are things they've given you attractions to look at. I haven't long looked at them all yet, but they are unfortunately in this position now where they are stuck in this section of the country uh, as they are building out their their most recent DLC. So like Nebraska and Arkansas are, I believe, the next ones on the pipeline. Okay. And I'm just saying, it's not that those states should not be in the game. Of course they should. These are not the most exciting states to be offering ever. You know, at least Kansas has got some variation in its state borders. You know, it's not, at least it's not a perfect rectangle. Yeah. At least it's got some personality on the map. You know, it's not Wyoming. Sure. What are you hauling in your, in your initial, do you remember what you picked up? Oh, I don't know. Probably just some fucking like empty boxes or something, you know, okay. some like loose pallets. What I, I've no, I, for, I just grabbed a thing and drove and that okay. was it. Fair enough. I did, hey, did download you- also their like farm equipment DLC. So now I can haul farm equipment, but I haven't oh. done that yet. Did you get a chance to set up your uh, wheel yet? Your driving wheel? No, I have it. I just, okay. I, the real thing I need to do in here is actually just clear off some desk space and just hook that thing up because I haven't oh. done it yet. Oh, right. Real it's time. there. I see it. It's like sitting right across the room. It's it's okay. here. It can it can be plugged in. Kansas is the time. Sure, yeah, again, sit- something's got to make it more interesting. Sit back and put on cruise control and uh, yeah, just turn I mean, they on were all- manual. They were always going to come to this place. There was always going to be this lull while they were putting stuff out that is unfortunately the least interesting parts of the country, but what are you going to do? And this is not a diss on the entire Midwest. I am speaking very specifically of the corn basket. Look, I think you're you're well within your means to say in a driving game. Yes. Driving in a straight line through fields with on either side of you. The endless is, stretches of Kansas. Yeah. Is look, it's probably great if you're not if driving stresses you out. Like I I'd take that over driving a truck through New York City or San Francisco. Like that to me seems impossible. We're a long way away from New York City. A lot of states still got to happen. Uh, what's the closest they've gotten to like a major metropolitan city? Well, I mean, like L.A. and and San Francisco and like all the West Coast cities are there. Like Vegas. Oh, they are. So they have California as like one big. They're, I mean, they're, they're all the way up to Kansas, man. So like everything from there oh. west is all is in the game now. Oh, I, I don't think I realized they're working their way west to east. Yes, they are. I see. Okay. And sometimes south to north, but like it's jet, like Montana is there, like, you know, Texas is there, like all that stuff is there. I see. Okay. So yeah, as they kind of reach the like East Coast, it's going to get kind of gnarly. I think they're probably going to have to bunch a few of those New England mm. states together into one DLC. I don't think you can get away with charging eleven ninety nine for Rhode Island. I don't think you can do that. It's, maybe it's dense. I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. you could get away with charging eleven ninety nine for actual Rhode Island, let alone a DLC version of it. Boy, just tearing, tearing people from Rhode Island, Kansas. Rhode Man. Island's not a real state. Man. It's, it's not. It's not even an island. Man. Is it a road? No. Not that kind of. <laughs> Man. Nothing. Just out here making enemies today. I don't know. Yep. It's a, but it's in small population states, so it won't be that many. Great. Yes, only a few million people will be yeah. against you. That's fine. Uh, are, is Rhode Island, are they live free or die? No, that's oh. New Hampshire. That's New Hampshire. Okay, what's a Rhode Island? Again, no one knows. Hmm. It's a thing you have to drive through when you're driving between Massachusetts and Connecticut. That's about it. The motto of Rhode Island is hope. 
Hope. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, hope that you remember it exists. Man. I'm, I'm looking up. Couldn't even do it in Latin? Don't even get me started on Delaware. Jesus Christ. I'm trying to see if uh, the Rhodes piano is has any relation to Rhode Island, but it is, does not. It is Harold Rhodes. Tried Rhode Island. Um, let's all go to Rhode Island. Didn't take. Uh, look, Rhode Island. I know some nice people in Providence. I'm not saying, that again, that there's nothing there. I'm just saying we were really giving out statehood well, willy-nilly for a while there, weren't we? But you got is a RISD, right? Uh, yeah. Brown. Uh, the, the, some, I think there's some culinary schools in, in Rhode Island. Uh, uh, hotel management, I know that. I know those schools are there. Um, big university towns. Yeah. It's happening. I mean, look, realistically, if I had to pick, I'd rather be in Rhode Island than Delaware. <laughs> That's, those are the two choices. Those are your two choices. Wow. One is a place where you incorporate. The other is Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with the news. Stick around. And we are back and got some news here. <laughs> even the, even like the big video game news feels like tinged with a bit of sadness these days, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, the, the celebratory big announcement stuff also came with a bunch of people super bummed out about it. And by the people bummed out about it, mostly the people inside of rockstar who had worked for a very long time and were looking for a, finally a showcase of their GTA trailer together with the world. But of course that's not how it all went down. No. Brad Shoemaker, where do you know exactly where this started there? I saw when I was looking into this, there's like a, there was a bit of a leak and then the a bigger bigger leak right there's like talking a about the trailer leak or are you talking about the asset leak from like last year no i'm talking about the like a couple of seconds or whatever of video that was like shared on tiktok or something and and then the bigger leak and then the full release right is that the order of events um the stuff that was getting shown on tiktok was more like shots off of a screen of like photos off okay. of a screen is what i saw going around and that's the purported like shots son of, of an employee that's that was what I got from it. Okay, but there wasn't time to even look into what was going on with those leaks before the whole damn trailer leaked. Yeah, except with a giant Bitcoin or a big cryptocurrency watermark right in the middle of it. Which, if it were anybody other than Rockstar, and you told me that was actually just viral marketing for this thing, I would yeah. believe it because that feels right in line with the kind of satire that Grand Theft Auto does. So at, at that point, as far as I could understand, Rockstar said, well, if this crappy version is going to be out there, we might as well put the official one up um, it's, ahead of schedule. It's crazy to watch this stuff happening, like not just these leaks around this trailer, but also the crazy dev leak from months or a year ago. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Rockstar is one of the most buttoned up secretive companies in the entire industry. Like... If they can't keep the stuff secret, nobody can, man. It's crazy to think how much has gotten out about this game before they officially announced it. I mean, there is a, I, I will, uh, I think it sucks. Let me just say that. I think it yeah. fucking sucks for these people to not to have their moment to release this trailer. But I think it also for Rockstar, kind of like Valve in a way, if they were talking about something half like this is a very anticipated game. This game will do record breaking numbers. 
there is a reason I think why this is targeted or this gets out there and just explodes right like a um, ahead of time because a GTA the the next GTA game is like video game gold right like that is, yes that there is no way this thing doesn't break records there's no way this thing isn't hotly anticipated the number of outlets doing their GTA six trailer report. Uh-huh. broke the internet like you just couldn't find anything it, it and, almost it almost makes you think it's time for some new philosophy of promoting things maybe like i feel like this old style of just keeping things secret and having your big gala announcement is maybe not possible anymore maybe um like or especially in the age where people are just filming things off screens with a phone or something like whatever happened here or how yeah. these assets got out either way the trailer is now officially out um, and we, we can talk about it through official means. Uh, it looks pretty good. That's it a does. very good looking video game. Yeah. That is like, that is some, like a man, the next generation is here stuff. I mean, uh, yeah. okay, here, here's what I will, I will say what, what I will give and what I will criticize. What I will give is that they are absolutely still as good as it gets when it comes to environmental detail like world design lighting animation all that stuff like everything they show in this trailer looks fantastic are the character models the highest res i've ever seen in my life no but they're expressive they look good and they definitely get the point across only thing i'm going to criticize here is that they really are leaning into this wow look at how crazy florida is it's florida man after florida man here you go extremely i mean i feel like the technical polish technical achievement whatever is a totally separate conversation from like what are they doing with the writing and tone and setting of this game because yeah yeah yeah, like that 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 succession of like in fake instagram stories in here just Uh like one one florida nut job after another uh-huh i don't know i'm not sure i mean so some of those are direct references yeah. to actual videos of like crazy florida like, people like, like kind of a shocking number of them actually i saw a yeah. twitter thread going around where like eight or ten of these are like quite literally recreated from real life almost verbatim and their florida is leonida is that their is that their uh, i guess that florida? is what it's called oh, I, I, I don't I always new? think of it as Vice City. I never actually yeah. think about what it's actually called. I think Vice City is the city. In it is. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's the Miami stand-in. Did they did they name their Florida finally? Like that is that is that new for this game? I'm not sure. I only found it out because one of the the handles on one of those fake Instagram videos, or whatever it is, is Leonida Man or or Planet Leonida Man, and I was like, oh, you're clearly just doing Florida Man. riffing oh, on that. Yeah, it looks like okay. I just googled it. It looks like I mean, there are people asking like, what is Leonida in GTA Six? So there, I guess that is a new term that. People are debating. It's not 100% sure what that is yet. Because, you know, like, originally they just named the cities for the first. Was it San Andreas was the first one where they started talking, like, fake state names? I think. Uh, I don't remember when they they got their fake ones. San Andreas was when they first started actually trying to name states. Um, But, yeah, I think Leonidas is their Florida. Uh, okay. Well, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, in the trailer, the captions reference Leonida, Leonida uh, a lot. Only in Leonida is a crotch grab an apology for bad driving. Yeah, so, that sounds like Florida. Yeah, <laughs> General Custard Cannon on uh, his fake whatever social media thing is. Yeah, I mean, I think 
I'm not sure what I was expecting, but this feels about right. You yeah. Know? That's this, about my attitude toward it as well. Like tonally, technically, this this seems about right. Um I'm 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 curious. Yeah, I mean like that that in and of itself is a story here, right? Because that was the big question. Now that like the Dan Hauser brain trust is out of the company, like the people who, you know, at least by all appearances were kind of the driving creative force behind this, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, were they going to take things in a different direction? It does not seem like it. <sighs> no. Well, I mean, it, from this minute and a half, like we, we yeah, know. We're, we're, we're trying to divine a lot from very little actual detail in this trailer. And what detail there is, is mostly just kind of reiterating what we basically knew, which is that this is a story of, uh, you know, a, what appears to be a somewhat Bonnie and Clyde couple yeah. in Florida. Uh, they mostly focus on, uh, what is it? Lucia? Lucia. Yeah. The, 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 the woman character. The guy only gets like one line, and that's kind of mm. it. Uh, yeah, has, so, has, has he been named yet? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Uh, I think I think it was in a leak. I think his name was Jason in one of the leaks, but who knows? Okay, like from that gameplay leak, but that could be you know placeholder. Who knows? Yeah, but yeah, like you know, there's not a lot of detail here. Is what we're saying. Like it's we're basically just kind of guessing based on what is you know sort of what little detail there is and what the little detail there is is hey look here's a really nice looking environment that we're gonna go do gta shit in yeah it's it's a tone piece you know i went i went back and watched the gta 4 and 5 reveal trailers as well and it's very consistent with those you know it's it's very much about establishing not just the, like the look of things but also kind of what the tone's going to be mm-hmm it's so like that gta 4 reveal is incredibly somber you know mm. like it's all about um nico coming to America, you know, like trying to escape a life of crime kind of stuff, like extremely different from the type of tone. This is striking. Yeah. I, I think what we do know is this game is not slated to come out until 2025. Uh, that actually <laughs> is like the most interesting thing to me mm. is that like the lead time here. Well, the lead time. And it's not that I, I, you know, it's not a crazy amount of time by any stretch for like a normal game like this to be announced and say, okay, this is about how long it's going to be for you actually get to play it. It's just that with rockstar in recent years, they have not been doing long windups for their stuff. Granted, they have not put out very many games since GTA five came out. It's red dead basically. But you know, the, the, I, I think we kind of both, all of us agreed. We were kind of thinking like, okay, maybe like sometime middle of next year, that would mm. probably be coming around if this is when the trailer is hitting and no, actually, yeah yeah although you know it could be early 2025 it could be march or something yeah so it could be like it could be like a year and change away or it could be a full two years i don't know yeah uh yes they did not, they have not said uh exactly when uh the other thing this was not as big a surprise but it is not coming to pc uh at the time of its initial release at least you know, look, we're so a year and change away. Maybe that'll change, but I doubt it. They don't no. think they hadn't done that in the past. Yeah, so. They can make uh, so much money <laughs> reselling this game. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's later for PS5 and Xbox uh, X and S, but um, of course, because I know that's the way it goes. But uh, it'll be, you know, 
it'll be curious to see what the state of the PlayStation 5 Xbox X base is when this comes out, or if this will be a thing for a lot of people that might move those consoles or get them to shift over, as I highly doubt this will ever make its way to anything. I think consider the PS4 and, um, you know, unavailable for this yes. game. Last, mm-hmm. last gen is last gen now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... I assume this will probably push a lot of people who who have been holding out into that camp by the time this game comes out, if they aren't there already, Uh, especially since it won't be on a PC. A lot of people like that Grand Theft Auto. I've heard that. I've heard that, yes. Yeah. Uh, Nothing in here about online stuff. Nothing in here about the state of GTA Online at all. I think it's cool. It's got me curious. I I don't know if they could have put a thing out that would have made me not curious, but uh, I think having it in Florida with the, the swamp stuff is okay. Like, I don't know. Depends what they're going. Like, again, like we talked about it before when they said they were going to announce something in December. I really am mostly interested to see what is their 2025 now tightrope. They are going to be walking in terms of tone on this thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. which way are they going to lean one way or the other? How are they going to navigate this? Because it's been a long time since GTA put out or since a GTA game came out. And I feel like they don't always age well. And uh, like we've said plenty of times, there's new direction in there, new writing in there. So that'll be, uh, I, along with many, many others will be waiting to see. I mean, Vice City and, and Florida is the one thing they haven't done in the modern era. Like they only have their eighties spin on that so far. So, you know, it makes sense that they would go this direction and this is where they would focus things. I just, I hope they have something more than just a long series of Florida man jokes. Oh yeah, extreme same on that. But, you know, they do have this like core crime story that seems, you know, from the little bits we see of it, like it's fairly serious. Yeah. Hopefully. And like, I mean, I know I've said this, like Alex, I think you probably feel the same way. Like Red Dead Redemption 2 is like their best written game by a mile. Yes. To me. So maybe maybe we're in a new era of, of writing in Rockstar games. I don't know. I, I mean, we'll see. Like, based on what we have here, we have an abundance of social media riffs. So, you know, we'll see how that all plays out, too. Uh, yeah, like, there's a bunch of frame grabs all over Twitter of, like, billboards and, like, you know, little advertisements, people seizing on little things to try to tease out what the tone of their humor is going to be and their satire. Mm-hmm. Definitely definitely feels consistent with uh the stuff they've done before this billboard uh, this billboard with an antidepressant called angstapan that says it cures emotions uh-huh it's definitely uh-huh. <laughs> it's definitely some grand theft auto tier yep humor um well you didn't get any radio station stuff in the trailer either no but man a very good tom, tom petty song tom, tom petty is a hell of a good choice for a reveal trailer like this and they are definitely keeping their, you know, tradition of, yes, we are getting these big artists, you know, but we are not necessarily picking their most famous songs, except for where it makes sense, because they really love being going deep into catalogs wherever they can. Uh, Brad, I will say in some of the stuff I saw, the people, the people out there are saying uh, no full ray tracing, mm-hmm. at least in the, some of the scenes they have seen after the debate of whether the Instagram-ish videos are even real time or not, the general vibe was the gameplay was real time and then, but not with 
with, with some missing shadows, let's say, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, kind of tipping the people off. So. Yeah, the, the ray tracing performance is pretty limited on these consoles, so you could see that maybe sneaking its way into the PC version at some point. 2032, mm-hmm. when the PC version comes out. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, look, that's big news. It's set the world afire. I wonder... I wonder if Keeley was after this in any kind of talks for uh, the Game Awards or if that was never even on the table. I mean, they're so close together, this reveal yeah. the Game Awards. I wonder if just the desire for secrecy would have maybe made that a non-starter, you know? It's like once you involve yourself with an external body doing an award mm. show, like that thing has to pass through even more hands sure. to, get, to get on on air. You're giving a file to somebody. and. Right. <clears throat> clearing course, it and- clear, clearly that didn't help in this case no yeah and I, I don't know if we'll ever hear publicly how it leaked but i would love to know again i think like thinking back to or thinking about everybody having this date in mind to watch the internet internally at rockstar that, that's a bummer you know like yeah, I'm, I'm sure they want to see the world react and not this kind of scattershot reaction and see this thing slowly leaking its way across the internet yeah you know like it goes back and forth you know some people were like hey it's a corporation marketing a product like why are you mad this leaked who cares but then there's also like the quite a few of the developers on the ground making this game seem pretty bummed that yeah it went down the way it did so i do feel bad for them yep um as gta 6 trailer you think we get much more if any more between now and like the end of 2024 2025 you think we got like an e3-ish thing um i don't remember what they do about successive trailers after the reveal they did they did character ones and dude they do like character bios i can't remember yeah like i I think i mentioned recently like i went to see five in a hotel room Mm -hmm. (laughs) before it came out and watched a very well rehearsed live demo (laughs) played in Mm. front of me of it but I don't know if they'll be doing stuff like that for this one. I wonder if we'll hear about the state of the online, whatever it is before, uh, much before release. If yeah. they're going to revamp that stuff. I think they'll talk about it. I think that, I think they have to, just, well, well, unless it's not going to be in a release again. Like that's actually a big mm-hmm. question because online was not in the release at five, but that was also their first big online mode. I'm trying to remember how did Reddit two's online wasn't fully there either at launch. Right. I don't know if anybody would ever say they got fully in there. I, I, think um, I, I think I remember that being opened up later. I also remember that. So they might, they might have something similar planned here where it actually isn't there at launch. Hmm. Uh, let's move on from GTA six to the other epic yeah. gorilla in the room. <laughs> the other biggest mm-hmm. game of the war in the world. Uh, Fortnite is, I don't know, rebooting and cataclysmizing, ending one thing, beginning three other things. Um, they had, is it, are they calling it the big bang event? Is that also the, cause they went back to their old map with that had the big bang before. And then they had this big live event. I think it was the big bang again. That's, that's what they call the events. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that, I don't know if that's also like the name of the season. I've completely lost track of how they handle their seasons. I think it's the quote unquote, the end event where right. the, the world yeah. gets, uh, uh, destroyed the reset. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think they redid some of that from the first time they did it, but this time it was a live event. Apparently not everybody could get into it, uh, because the servers got swamped, but look, this is a very popular game. Yeah. Um, so people could watch it live. It looked kind of cool. I was watching the video of it. And then after the end, the cataclysmic event, 
it then went into basically a kind of whirlwind tour, promotional tour of their different new properties or added modes, I guess is a better way to say it. Um, let's just recap quickly here before we go into the modes. Epic bought harmonics. Mm-hmm. Yes, Epic, they did. Epic bought psionics. Um, they love things that end in X. Uh, and they had a deal with Lego going. So. Uh, the, by the way, I'd like to announce, uh, as of today, we are officially rebranding to next Landerks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, finally, I've been demanding this for months. Um, so they, uh, uh, they now are showing the fruits of those purchases slash collaborations. Let's start with their, uh, maybe their weirdest one. I'll say for me, which was their racing one, uh, which is their racing game, which is built by Sonics, which is the rocket league people. Um, they showed racing, weird racing, like, a uh, like track mania style ish racing. Yeah. Rocket racing. Also mm-hmm. <laughs> the makers of rocket league, making a new racing mode. They called it rocket racing. So like, I, I mean, I, th- this is all kind of like pre-rendered stuff. I don't know how this is going to play out, uh, when that, when they get going, or I shouldn't say pre-rendered, but canned, I don't know yes. if it's actually pre-rendered. Um, but I don't know. There's a racing game going to be a racing game in Fortnite. Like stunt track style racing. See, I'm not surprised that they are just leaning into the Rocket League aspect of it because if you look at the the little bit of footage they showed of the Harmonix Festival mode, uh, that's <laughs> just a rock band note lane. Yeah, that's well, let's it. talk about that one. That was so they showed uh, they, they then leave the Rocket Racing and they go into an Eminem concert, which looks like some of the other live events they've done in the past. But this time there is an interactive note lane that comes up, which Alex, like you said, just pretty much looks like a note lane. Although a pretty watered down note lane in this in this yeah, thing they show. It, like not but exciting. But that's the thing, is that I think with the with harmonics and with the psionic stuff, I don't think they're giving you the next latest, bestest version of the thing that you know them from. It feels like it is really just like, okay, we bought you. We have the thing that you do. Just do the thing you do, but it has to be in Fortnite. Yeah, like the note lane they show is a four-lane note lane with no button prompts or anything like that. So it's very pretty hard to tell even what what you'd be doing. But you are trying to sync up something while Eminem spits game and then becomes a Godzilla-like character and, I don't know, breathes fire. And yeah. yeah the, the weekend is also getting, isn't the weekend the first one they're rolling out? They are. And I think that might be part of my muted response to this whole thing because every time the weekend is involved in something, I feel nothing for it. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about this is I'm looking at this and I'm going, I'm very glad the folks at Harmonix did not get laid off and they are in fact getting to make stuff this is doing nothing for me. Mm. I think the weekend's like this weekend, right? Aha! <laughs> <Nice. sighs> nice. I think it's gotcha. it, the ninth. Yeah, that's Saturday, or I, I believe is when yeah. the weekend is. Are you going to download Fortnite and play that? No. <laughs> okay. It's free, right. right? It is free. I mean, I have Fortnite downloaded. Maybe I'll check it out at some point if it looks neat, but I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't need a watered-down version of Rock Band. I have spent too much money on actual Rock Band, including some Weekend songs that are in this. I don't know what this is going to do for me that I can't already do. This is not for me anyway. Yeah, maybe there will be some twist on that formula, but it doesn't seem like it from what they've shown so far. And Um, So I I don't know much about this, but these are... These are when they had done these in the past, these live events, they are indeed t- 
timed live events you need to get yes, into. Yes, they were. Generally, so if you I miss think that's it, right. You, okay. You, everybody kind of joins in, but it's not a live performance. It's just a live event because it's all, I assume the performance is canned and then they I do yeah. all the animations and stuff. Don't think it's a live live. No, it, live. I, don't, I don't think so. Like okay. a, lot of, a lot of games do this now. Like, I don't know if you remember the Game Awards last year. They announced, do you remember Sky Children of the Light? The, You're asking the, a lot of me, Brad. The That Afternoon Game Company. Genova, Genova Chin, like they're kind of yes, social. It's like the, that game. It's a kind of a spiritual journey successor. Except oh, social. okay, yes, that is ringing a bell now. Looks looks very much like Journey. Okay. Yes. Uh, any, anyway, they did they did they did a similar one of those in game concerty kind of things with the uh, the vocalist Aurora. So I, and I actually I jumped in on that last year after the Game Awards. Just as I was like, I should see what one of these things is like, and it's very much a pre recorded thing. Like it's very much okay. A, it's a you know audiovisual experience with songs lined up and stuff. And mm-hmm. in their case, it lasted like a month or something. <laughs> but, okay. Like but could, in like for this, it's like the, the thing is like, we're all sharing this thing together, right? Live. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, this experience together, if you can get in, I guess. Um, so that's the harmonics part, or at least what they've showed of the harmonics. Yeah. part. I mean, I think like you said, Brad, this stuff is rolling out. Uh, this event happened. What was the second last week sometime? So this, uh, this thing yeah, last Saturday. Yeah, so this stuff is, I think, coming in, and then there's the Lego stuff, which seemed like maybe some kind of Lego Minecrafty survivaly yeah, building survival thing. Building thing. I was trying to figure out who's making that one, and I'm not sure if they've said Lego. It's Lego people. I mean, it used to be what well, was Traveler's Tales made a lot of that stuff, didn't they? Well, they made uh, they made those Lego billion all the billion the actual, like Star Wars and yeah, like a yeah, bunch of they, those Lego games. But this is this is not that. This no, is obviously like, not. This this just says long term partnership between Epic and the Lego Group. So maybe maybe it's just Epic internal. I mean, you know, Psionics and Harmonics are also kind of Epic internal, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. So it, it seems like, at least from what they showed, it did not seem like this is Fortnite with Lego. Uh, it seemed like this was kind of more crafting and people on a beach, at least doing something. They showed the character paragliding around and just looking at stuff being built on a beach, but maybe there's more to it. Uh, could be neat. Again, again, all of this stuff could be cool. It's actually kind of interesting to see them exploring other avenues inside what is now becoming a platform. It's extremely a platform. Um, they integrated the Unreal Engine tools with Fortnite some time ago, I think last year or sometime. If you if you Google UEFN, that's like Unreal Editor for Fortnite. Um and they are they are very much pushing like, hey, you can make new games in Fortnite and sell them. Like that's that's very much a a business they're trying to get going. And I I don't I don't know if any of these were like made with those tools or if these are more deeply hooked into the game, but so it is interesting you say that because at the very end of this trailer, there is they show uh, is it Fortnite guy? I don't know if he has a name, but he's looking at a multiverse, right? Of all these different things connected together, and I wonder if that's Brad what they're promoting there of yeah. like more to come. Like you can you can you jump in and out of any of these games Roblox style and and kind of explore the Fortnite universe. Um, Everybody's just fucking chasing Roblox. I maybe maybe. Uh, yeah, because the end of that trailer shows like just these all these other universes basically going by, which maybe that just is more to come here uh, mm-hmm. in their in their grand plan. I, in this in this uh, Big Bang event stuff, um, 
Not a lot of like what the next season of actual Fortnite is, though that would be lost on me anyway because I don't really. Know, I mean, keep up narrative. Solid snakes there, and Peter. Oh Griffin. God, yeah. how did we forget? Yeah, they put a nerfed solid snake in there. <laughs> nerfed a a very a very flat assed solid snake. <laughs> how dare they? <laughs> they nerfed his ass. Is what you're saying? Yes, yes, they did. Um. And a, and a buff Peter Griffin. Yeah, like I, I is the theory for why he's buff is that they need that model to conform to the normal Fortnite like character proportions. Sure. So they just decided to make him buff. Uh, I, don't I don't know. Peter needs to fit in the vehicles. Whatever happens in Fortnite. Look, no, the three of us are not Fortnite experts, but speak for yourself. We are experts in the video game industry. And whatever Epic is doing here, it seems to be weird. Not typical next, just doing the next, you know, season of a battle royale. So whether this plays pans out for them, I don't know. Who can tell? Do we go back to Fortnite battle royale in a year? Fortnite is a very has a very large nope. mind share. Let's say. Nope, we're going back to Fortnite. Save the world. Fort is that even still around? I. Pretty sure you can still play it. Or should I build that in their Fortnite in their Epic tools in their, yes, in their so Unreal you should tools. go rebuild Save the World in the Epic tools and then surprise it's gonna blow up and become the biggest thing in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh wow, look at this. This is kind um, of like build them game. I th- I think you can still play Save the World. I actually don't know. I I I thought it was still in there and still had people going in. Again, I haven't put it up Fortnite since probably I played with Abby. Um but yeah, anyway, that's uh, Fortnite doing things, make it, making waves, mm-hmm. uh, Epic making Fortnite and suing people. <laughs> I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. They're, you know, it's Epic uh, making horrible purchasing decisions and closing things down, suing people, and then, you know, uh, having Harmonix put a note lane over Eminem. I don't, I, what, what, I, what do I know? <sighs> they do know how to do that. I mean, they own, they own the patent on that particular kind of note lane. So only they can put that kind of note lane on there. Um, this next one here was kind of a weird one to see. Uh, again, speaking of things that I am, I personally am not too aware of, but I did not know there was a problem with running Twitch in Korea. Uh, and so Twitch is going to, or uh, yeah, Twitch itself Benny, I'm going to be honest with you. It would actually be weirder if you did know that. Well, I understand. Like, look, there's a giant, uh, a huge scene in South Korea for I, gaming, right? Like, I'm it, just saying I'm not <laughs> expecting you to be plugged into the vagaries of online bandwidth costs in the nation of South Korea. So, um, so Twitch is going to end their service in South Korea, which is kind of fucking bizarre, I'll just say. Like, it's... yeah. I mean, don't let's not forget Twitch owned by Amazon. Yes. Um, and, you know, I don't know, you know, again, other things I don't know about reporting structures within Twitch to Amazon and, and all of those things. Uh, um, they Twitch says, like you said, Alex, the cost is they just can't make the numbers work. They, yeah. they just cannot make the numbers work in terms of bandwidth. They said they tried to knock their their cap down from 1080 to 720p. Uh, they try they various some peer-to-peer things. stuff. Yeah, peer to peer video stream. <laughs> Which is what? what we remember we talked about that not that long yeah, ago. Like, we did. Oh. um, but 
this kind of sucks for South Korean Twitch streamers. This, this and not is, kind of. It sucks for South f- Korean Twitch streamers. Like they flat out say 10 times more expensive network fees in Korea than most other countries. That's wild. I had no idea. Yeah, I, I had truly, no idea. Uh, they don't detail yeah. what that is, like where those costs come from, what it is that actually applies that stuff, like why the bandwidth there is so expensive. I, I don't, certainly don't know much about it, but they don't, they don't elaborate here. They just say it is and it's a problem. Um, they go, they went on to say in their statement that they are going to, um, move their communities to alternative live streaming services, reaching out to several of these services to help with the transition and will communicate with impacted streamers as those discussions progress. So I assume that is what's the one you guys mentioned. There's the YouTube streaming and then what was the, the, the kick kick. Yeah. Kick. I don't know okay. if they have a presence in Korea or not. I doubt. I doubt Kick has expanded yet. I'm guessing uh, there are probably some smaller streaming platforms that exist in Korea primarily that I just don't know about. Yeah, I, I looked around to see if there was like a dominant domestic streaming service and couldn't really find much of anything. Like, I guess I guess this one just stood out to me. A because like I just don't see it coming, and B, it's a big market to just pull out of. Um, you know, yeah, as far as gaming market goes, I mean, it's probably like, you know, top five in Asia for sure. Like if not higher, I mean, they, they, I I think South Korea, I don't know if they host a lot, Brad, maybe you know more about this, but competitive gaming and, and kind of, they have a lot of teams that are competitive, right? That come out of South Korea. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, South Korea, maybe eh, start to say like the birth of the birthplace of esports. That's probably too reductive, but like almost certainly the place that made esports a national phenomenon. You went, didn't you go there with, with yeah. Drew? Yeah. What yeah, was the, what was the event? Starcraft? Starcraft, Starcraft two GSL finals. Yeah. It's just a weird one. I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I mean, I can only take it at face value that they couldn't make the financials work, but still, still kind of a weird, a weird one. Uh, let's move on to this other story here. That is, man, this is with all of the stuff going around and it's a lot in the game industry this year, More I don't this know week. why, or this, even this week, but this year been like a, just a bummer all around, uh, to put it lightly, uh, this Bungie story out of IGN just, just was, I don't know, depressed the shit out of me. Yeah. This, this just dropped like right before we started recording. Uh, so the upshot here, uh, Sony, Sony, let's say quote unquote acquired Bundy, but Bungie, but they were basically given autonomy as, uh, on paper as kind of a fully independent subsidiary. Uh, apparently that's contingent on them making a certain amount of revenue or, or, or making a kind of, uh, hitting certain certain targets. Yeah. Hitting their targets. And they have a board, which is kind of split between the Sony side and the Bungie side. And apparently they are falling way short of their expectations. I think they're at 45% of their expectations, um, uh, according to this IGN story. So that, you know, we had bungee layoffs not, not mm-hmm. too long ago. Very uh, recently, like last yeah. month. And apparently again, it reinforced and that came out of the, this came out at the time, but I think reinforced by the story, those were bungee initiated to try and move their line uh, for um, recouping costs when they're reporting up to Sony, but they will lose basically their autonomy and be absorbed fully by Sony if they do not meet these targets. Uh, And it just sounds like inside Bungie, it is, it's bad news. 
Yeah. Like it, it, they're cutting programs. Um, there's like hostility inside there. The, the culture is just kind of, according again to this IGN reporting, sounds really tough. I mean, it sounds heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't follow Destiny closely enough anymore to know why earnings would be in such a precarious state. So they said they they stated their player retention's just fallen off. Yeah, like that's I, I assume the game is just not doing that great. But like, but in terms of like, you know, do people like it's it's so hard to take the temperature from a player base, right? Of whether they actually like the latest season or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because every dedicated fan base just complains incessantly about everything, even as that's all they spend their time doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the state of the game is. Like I, I had gotten the sense people were like reasonably happy with where destiny was at, but so they had their final shape thing. You know, they, they delayed that and they, and marathon obviously got its, its delay. They're trying. And then there was a layoffs, um, as they are trying to figure out what's going on in this IGN story. They say, if the final shape doesn't do what it needs to do, there will definitely be more layoffs according to one source here. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. Of course, you know, their costs are also up, obviously, with both Marathon and presumably a third game going. Um, And the live service stuff is just not hitting the way it once was. You know, people, the economy being what it is, people are, like, making harder choices about, like, what they want to throw their money into and their time into. And Destiny's been around a while. And even if the content has generally been, you know, received well enough... I'm not sure well enough is the kind of thing that you can do to have to keep a game like that going this many years after the fact. Yeah, that that sounds right to me in terms of how old the game is. And yes, it is popular, but not wildly. So uh, according to his IGN story, I, I think this is the some of the stuff that was just like, man, this is, you know, in addition to the uh, like 100 people that were laid off, they are. They're cutting a lot of benefits. So they have a hiring freeze on. They're reducing travel budgets. This is according to the Agen story again, which talked to people at Bungie. Uh, reducing travel budgets, elimination of holiday bonuses, uh, keeping its annual Bungie Day uh, only virtual, delaying its week-long company. I don't know what this is, but the Pentathlon. Um, reducing numerous morale events, such as cooking and classes and uh, uh, from monthly to quarterly. Uh, pausing or fully ending benefits like annual employee compensation adjustments to meet market rates, new hire lunch program, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the stuff that just kills morale and, and, and can really, you know, you're working so hard there and you just keep your head above water and like, you're just seeing things get cut and cut and cut and cut. Uh, Anyway, it sucks, man. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's rotten. That is not a good place to be. I mean, especially this soon after the acquisition. It's only been a couple of years, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, when was it? Like twenty twenty two. Like it yeah, closed it's, it's, last summer, I think, and then yeah, something like that. Um. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's you know, uh, this, this whole year has been such a nightmare of cavalcade of that bullshit yeah yeah this is a tough situation i mean i wonder though like i wonder if you know people inside the company whether they would see it as a a negative or a positive if sony were to come in and take over you know well according to the story that like the morale is really low yeah you know we we don't know the state of bungie pre this purchase and why they were available for sale right like what the books look like if 
you know, they were ready to spin out of um, existence, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, right. I, yeah. You don't know. But I also mean, like, you know, maybe how people on the ground see the internal management in terms of their competence or whether they, yeah, you know, assign blame to them for this state of affairs in the first place. So... I, according to the story, um, uh, what did they say? Somebody had a line that was relevant to that sentiment. Uh, bu- 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 bu. folks still are very much feeling us versus them between leadership and workers. One person said that trust has been eroded. Yeah. That, that's kind of exactly what I was thinking that, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it's good. It would be a good thing for Sony to have to come in and like gut the place and take over and remake everything or whatever. But, but it does seem like they're may not be a lot of love lost between, you know, there's some animus between workers and current studio management to begin with. Yeah. I think the general vibe, and I think it states explicitly in here is that things are falling apart inside. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. And, and, you know, look, Bungie has a history, right? Of bouncing around, being independent, not being independent, getting their independence back, you know? um, Yeah. I don't think they'll be pulling that one off again. It's rough. I mean, these are the people, well, not necessarily the same people, but it's, you know, it's a studio that developed Halo, right? Like, you know, yeah, it's, that's uh, its lineage. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> say what you will about where Halo is now or, or the franchise in terms of, uh, temperature on it. But you know, this is, but, but that's what we're seeing over and over again. I mean, it hasn't happened that often yet to too many giant studios when ones that have been around for a long but it really feels like at this point it doesn't really matter what your lineage it doesn't matter no. what you made in the past anymore like volition had been around for 30 fucking years and now they're gone you know like yeah, yeah. bungie has, has been a marquee developer for a very long time and now they are in this state and it's not one thing that has led to all of this it is a lot of different dad decisions things piling up over the years bets that didn't pan out whatever but, you know, like, as we're going into the kind of the end of the year here and we're getting ready to do, like, game of the year discussions and stuff, I'm just like, I gotta be real. My attitude right now is just, like, there's nothing I want to do less than try and celebrate video games right now. As we are on the eve of the game awards here, the idea of just, like, Keely getting up there and being like, aren't video games great? It's like, <laughs> fuck, no, they're not right now. The product is good, but video games as a culture and an industry is at a low point right now, and it's rough. Also, it's rough. so is so is the world. Yeah. By the way, also. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm trying to keep it in the scope of no, what we yeah, usually yeah. talk about in this podcast. Yeah. But yeah, you're dead right. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, like it's speaking kind of, of like things falling want, apart, right? It's kind of hard to want to celebrate much of anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, you're you're totally right, Alex. Like you know, and there's I think I would feel better if if it were like go out and, and go support these uh, studios by buying their games. And doing these things, but you're never even sure where how that money's getting divvied up and like where where it's all going in the end and, and yeah. how that stuff goes. Obviously, here Bungie is saying, look, if this if the final shape does not sell well, we are we are in dire straits. Um, so there are reporting and, things there, but and again, hearing a studio like Bungie say those kinds of things, even if you know if it's an anonymous source or not attributed to a direct person, you know, a spokesperson, like those kinds of words don't come out of a studio like that unless something is really fucking wrong. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. Like, yeah. you know, it's, 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 there a, isn't anything it, to say. We've said like it said, so many times <laughs> this year. It feels like a bummer of a year. And this story, I don't know why this one just had smacked of like extra, extra crap. I don't know. 
it, I know there's a, there have been bigger layoffs, but this, I don't know, reading the, reading the inside, just kind of gutting of, of morale and stuff is really tough. Yeah. I mean, it's, dude, it's just constant. Like the League of Geeks, the developer of Jump Light Odyssey, which is a very cool looking like spaceship life simulator that I've had my eye on just cut half of their staff. Yeah. Uh, just as a, like a random example from yesterday, it just feels like a nonstop march of bad announcements of that yeah. nature. I mean, Alex, you were saying maybe off, off mic before, but it's like close to 10,000 layoffs. I think it's over 9,000 now. Um, Jeez. and I'm not saying that to be like, like goofy, like, no, it is, it is actually over. I think 9,000 jobs it, have been lost this last, year. Last I had heard a tally, it was like around six and that wasn't that long ago. That's fuck, of course that was, that was before, like, for example, Embracer cut like 900 alone, you know, yeah. so not hard the to see EA, how that Embracer, number would, they, they've all have massive, like, a, like that number would go up quickly. And that's, and that's Alex. That's as far as you know, that's confined to the video game space yeah i mean it's it's people from all different disciplines and aspects right. of studios like but that's yeah, not general tech yeah i don't i as far as i know no, that is video game way, specific tech number is way higher yeah i think like facebook alone was into five digits right i think oh, i yeah. think yeah all right um well i hope 2024 has a a, a an upswing in this stuff but I think that goes without saying. I don't think any of us want things to be going the way they currently are. We all hope for better. We all hope for, you know, more prosperous times. It's just what's got to give? Like, what's actually going to change? Like, what is the thing that actually puts things back on the right path? It does not feel like anyone has any answers for that yet. It just feels like there are they're in this space now. It It is. I, I, and again, I'm no analyst, but it feels like there's a great winnowing for success, right? Like yeah. the things that are successful are mega successes and the fall off, the precipitous fall off after that is like cataclysmic. Like if, if you're not in that Fortnite range, right? If you're, if you're not in that land where you're just scooping up everything and we'll see what happens. I mean, epics also had layoffs and, and yeah. it's, uh, so because it's not they like, also were making those kinds yeah, of bets that did right. not pan out. Right. And it's, so it's like, but it's not like they're, I assume it's not like they're not making money. Uh, I don't know. Again, I don't know. Well, that's going to do it for the news. Uh, the, the game awards are happening on Thursday. We're recording this on Wednesday. They say there are going to be a bunch of announcements. I take them at their word. <laughs> I'm sure there will be during their three hour plus stream of awards and showcases and pieces and like, uh, Alex said celebration of the games industry. I hope they take a minute to kind of acknowledge that there are a lot of people who have been, uh, uh, basically dumped off the ship this year in the games, in the, in the rocky waters of this thing. Cause like these games don't come out by themselves. Pe- people I, make them. I hope so. Because if Keely and, and crew are out there just like getting out there being like, you know, video games, aren't they awesome? Isn't this a great year for games? I can't imagine a worse way to present this stuff in yeah. this year. Yeah, I mean, like, it wouldn't it wouldn't take much to say it's been a really rough year in yeah. the games industry. Yeah. I mean, it's probably too much to hope that they'll like moderate the tone of the thing a little bit in general, but you would hope they would at least say something. I mean, there certainly have been plenty of calls mm-hmm. uh, for them to address both the like bloodbath crisis blood bloodbath in the games industry events in the middle east like a lot of stuff like it's just kind of <laughs> and keely not. responds by just continuing to tweet his usual tweets about 
video games and how excited he is. Yeah. Um, all that said, this is like a, maybe a weird swerve after the conversation we just had, but mm-hmm. I, I'm going to watch that thing, you know, largely out of professional obligation. Sure. Because I, I want to see all the announcements and I'm going to have to watch those anyway. And I'm kind of curious to see what tone they strike and stuff. But I am going to hang out in the, the, the live events channel on the Discord while I watch that. Nice. Uh, if people want to come hang out, I did that last year and that ended up being pretty fun to chat with people about stuff as it was announced. So course that's a matter of hours from now if you're listening to this as it goes up on the public <laughs> feed so get, so in, get in, in there very possible you missed it but janks there it, there it is all right we're gonna move on uh brad shoemaker you got an email or two we can get to before we wrap this up yeah weird day but here we all jump in here and grab a couple here here's one from sp all right what is the room? I'm sorry. Let me, let me read this as written. What is the the room of video games? Okay. A poorly executed product from an author made with a lot of heart that has gathered a large cult following. What video game has come the closest in your opinion? Let's see. Brute there. Force. <laughs> a lot of heart. I've never played Brute Force. Is it really that bad? <laughs> like people like to clown on it a lot. I mean, it's not terrible, is it? Uh, no, it's not terrible. It's serviceable. You know, here, here's where this this sort of comparison falls apart a little bit, is that there just isn't a lot of room in video games because the margins are what there are for weirdo outsider artists who don't really know what they're doing to make a complete video game. Like, you can kind of back your way into making something that is a movie-like substance with a, you know, a song and a prayer if you know what you're doing, Neil Breen kind of being the uh, ultimate example of that. Video games are a lot more expensive and a lot harder to do, and they sell not... They're a lot harder to get in front of people uh, unless you're selling them for 99 cents. So I just... It's harder to have these weird Artur, like, you know, lunatics make video games the way they do. And then, I mean, look, David Cage is still out there, but that's kind of at the macro level of, like... They give that guy millions and millions and millions of dollars to make art that doesn't understand what it's trying to say. Yeah, like if those games are at least going to be technically competent, generally. Like yeah. I, I think I think by and large you're right. I do think we're getting closer to that being a reality between like you know the democratization of like game engines and asset stores and storefronts. You know, like it's it is easier to make a game and sell a game than it's ever been. Yeah. So. You know, Lethal Company is is a great game. We didn't even talk about Lethal Company. That game is fantastic. Yeah, we've been playing a little bit of that on on stream. We should play more Lethal Company. We can play more Lethal Company. That's right. I asked Abby. She's Uh, around. But that, but that's that game was made by one person. You know. Yeah. Like, like it is. It is getting possible for for that kind of thing to happen. But yeah, like in film, there's so much more of a culture of work for hire. You know, of like people go from job to job fulfilling roles on film productions, right? Like you can hire a DP, you can hire cameramen and an editor and stuff like that. So like some lunatic like Tommy Wiseau can get money and just hire people to help him make an insane passion project. Right. Yeah. Like that doesn't, that doesn't exist in games is what I mean. You know, like you can't, you don't necessarily just go like hire, like go get work for hire people to make your game for you in the same way. You got another, uh, another email. Um, Yeah. Uh, this one is anonymous. Okay. This is in the wake of the KOTOR trailer stuff. Remember the trailer got pulled down and they uh-huh. blamed the music licensing. Uh-huh. This is, this is from someone who would know about that sort of thing. Just to, just an FYI. 
Uh, I work at a major streaming service, and whenever we have licensed music in a trailer for a new show, we usually get sent the asset together along with a, quote, kill date, which is when the music license expires and we have to delete the asset from all our social media channels to avoid being sued. Uh, how far off those dates are varies greatly. It could even be a couple of months if it's an expensive and well-known song. Uh, in most cases, we then get an evergreen version of the same trailer with the licensed music removed, uh, but that new version doesn't always get posted. I don't know what's going on with that KOTOR remake. I wish I did, uh, but Sony's stated reason for deleting that trailer sounds pretty plausible to me. Mm. So, okay. There you go. We talked about that last week. I yeah, still don't buy it personally, yeah, but that's, yeah. That's come up a couple times, yeah. Uh, it could be both. It could be it could be there were legitimate licensing issues with trailer and also that game's not happening. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's thank you for writing it. I always love a little bit of industry insider news. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Uh anything else on the email front? Um Yeah. Okay. Christopher from Portland. Writing and asking about Plex. Okay. We could have okay. talked about this in the news. This is kind of tangential to video games, but did you see that I believe it's discovery content that you have bought on the PlayStation network is just going to become unavailable to you in the near future. I did discovery being not discovery, like a term, like you discovered at discovery, like mm -hmm. the network. Yeah. yeah just like the, whoever, whoever the fuck the corporate Frankenstein is, that is discover Warner brothers discovery now or whatever. Mm hmm. Like straight up, if you like video that you purchased on PlayStation network, Sony has just announced like, Hey, after such and such a date, the, these titles that you paid money for and quote unquote bought, you can no longer watch. It's like, it's like the nightmare scenario of digital yep. ownership. God. It's like the thing that's not supposed to happen. You know, it's the thing that even when Nintendo shuts down the eShop for an old console, you can still download the stuff you bought. You just can't buy anything new, right? Yeah. This is full on. You can no longer use the digital project pro product that you bought. That sucks. It, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. And feels um, like feels like if that kind of thing ends up happening more, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna end up in court or even legislation at some point because that really feels like a bridge too far. Yeah, that always that always felt like the handshake deal between uh -huh. between platforms and consumers. Yeah, like like we get that you could really screw us on this, but like you're not gonna do that, right? Because that would be really bad. Like you'll at least I'll I can't buy it, but I'll at least be able to watch it, or or you'll right. give me some other way to view this right. stuff I paid for. It's like it's like hey, okay, I get that I'm giving up some level of control to get this in a more convenient form, right? But let's be real, there are some bridges you should not cross here. Mm -hmm. Now here go we figure, are. Go figure. It would be discovery to cross that bridge. Uh, anyway, they need to figure that shit out. That's terrible. Uh, Anyway, Christopher from Portland wrote in saying, with Sony removing digital shows people bought, it got me thinking about ways I could use more physical media. Uh, the problem is good 4K Blu-ray players are expensive, and I often watch stuff on my office computer. I know you guys use Plex servers, but I don't know how much they work. I don't know much about how they work or, or why entirely. Mm -hmm. uh, could you just talk a little bit about uh, your Plex servers and what your process is? So... Where you choose to run a Plex server is kind of up to you. People will often do them on separate boxes, on NASes, things like that. I run mine off my PC just because it's the one computer I really have in the house. Uh, and, like, my method is, you know, I put all my media library stuff, I rip it using make MKV, uh, I will encode it using Stacks Rip, 
Uh, you don't have to do any of that if you don't. If you have the room and not that many movies, you can just run the raw files uh, you take from Make MKV just fine. They're very big, so you want to make sure you have like an in-house network that can handle it. But uh, I tend to re-encode stuff just because it's it, to me it's worth it. Um, and you know, basically, I'm just running it, like what Plex does. Once it's on your computer, you just tell it where those folders are. And it will pull. It will scan all the files that you have in there. It will pull in metadata for what it thinks those files are, and you kind of have to go in there and massage it from there. Though it's pretty good. It, the scanning is generally pretty good. Sometimes it misses stuff, but you know, as long as you're paying attention, it's it, it does a good job. And then from there, what it does is just serves you a UI that you can use through an app uh, or you know however you want to use it. Uh, generally, I use my LG TV app as my way of of watching stuff. Um, and you just, that it just gives you a browsable interface to look through all the stuff that's in your media library and play it. Yeah. You can, you can either access your library through a web browser on any computer or yeah, just basically every platform on the planet has a Plex app as well. Although some of them are better than others. Yeah. Do you um, have, um, uh, Alex, is there a particular Blu-ray device you use to get your rip? Like, are there better ones than others? So that's the trick is that. There is no 4K Blu-ray player that you can just rip from that exists kind of on its own. That, that um, has changed, actually. I'll, has I'll jump it? In. Yes. Um, if you really want to go down a rabbit hole, the, the Make MKV forums, actually, yes. it turns out, are the place to go. That's where I got mine. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. There there are, I think, I th- I haven't looked in a while. Last I looked, the, the, every, every Blu-ray drive for computer that could rip 4K discs involved having to flash custom firmware to it yes i don't i don't know if that's changed i doubt it i highly doubt they are just shipping blu-ray drives that do it out of the box now but it is if you want to jump through the hoops and and there are straight up people in those forums selling pre-flashed blu-ray drives mm-hmm. now that you can just buy if you want to rip 4k discs i mean that's how i got uh, one was that one of the hobbyists on there was selling a bunch of different kinds of drives and i just grabbed one um, I've uh, done that flash myself. It's not that hard. I mean, it's a little weird, but if you, they have instructions that are reasonably easy to follow. But what I was just trying to say is that you can't get a 4K Blu-ray like drive out that just mm. lets you rip that stuff out of the box. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll just add just on top of what Brian Alex said that um, there is a bit. So Plex is just one of these services that run your media or front end. It's for the your biggest media one currently. It's the biggest one. It allows you to do local and you can access it remote if you set it up that way. So you can access it, access it outside of your house or off of your internet, or your LAN. The clients are all over the place. Like the, the where you load Plex up from may determine your experience using Plex. Um, you know, like Alex said, there's an app on the TV, on the LG TV. Yep. Um, I, there's, you know, clients on the xbox ps5 they are all slightly different and they all support slightly different things in terms of audio subtitles uh uh, different things i i have found my i used it on the tv for a while i have an older tv lg tv it eventually was just having too many problems with subtitles specifically and i moved over to um the uh oh gosh what is the name of it the uh Box. The, the shield shield, shield. yeah and it runs great on there so um you know subtitles and everything on there transcodes is another thing you're going to want to look into um basically when you load in like alex said the video 
if you load it in in a format that your end client can play as, then you ha- don't have to worry about any kind of transcoding, meaning a re-render yeah. on the computer side. But if you're playing something, if you've ripped it in HDR and you're playing on a device that doesn't support HDR, you might have to transcode that, or if the bandwidth is too high or low or whatever it is, you might have to monkey around with that stuff. So just be aware. I'm sure there are very good guides out there yeah. to look into. But um, Look, I, I am I, not the most tech-savvy person in the world, even for my current line of work, but I will say figuring out Plex was more of a fun challenge than a nightmare challenge. Now, it has, again, it has its quirks, it has its idiosyncrasies, and there are aspects of it that do not work as well as it should. But by and large, as a thing that just scans your media library and gives you an easy way to use it, it's probably still your best option. Yeah, and you can you can set the server up on any Windows or Mac machine that you might already have if you just want or to Linux. try it out. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be a lunatic and run it on like a headless Linux machine, if you want to get there, you can do that. But like, just to try it out, like even even on your your desktop Windows machine or whatever, you can just give it a shot pretty easily. Yeah, just point it at a folder with. Um, is it still is Plex still pretty? Um, strict with folder naming for yeah, like TV and yeah, stuff. They, you, I'll put it this way: if you get into Plex, you'll find yourself on Plex knowledge base articles fairly <laughs> regularly, trying to understand various aspects of its behavior. And yeah, one of those is the the way that folders are structured and the names of files are done, so it can detect the names of things okay. and fill in all the posters and release dates and metadata and stuff is is pretty specific. Uh, but yeah, but again, not not to just kind of implicitly uh, or explicitly uh, endorse Plex, but like Alex said, it's one of the bigger ones. So there's a lot of community support out there yeah. too. You can kind of find your answers out there. Uh, yeah. Jellyfin, the other one, right? That J- is Jellyfin kind of- is the Jellyfin's the big, fully open, free, open source one. There's also MB, EMBY, which is Plex and MB both have paid, like they have paywalled features. Like some of the advanced features are behind a one-time pass that you have to pay for uh people seem to like mb2 i have not i tried it very briefly but not a lot and uh, plex, has lot started, plex has started adding in other features that aren't of interest to me but maybe yeah. be of interest to other people like um renting or getting movies that you you don't have there or live tv and stuff like that. or, or pl- emulating video games <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a, weird not necessarily stuff that i'm into I, th- I think they've started removing some of those features <laughs> again now luckily so maybe they're, they got that out of their system I kind of almost wish you could just opt out and like just get them completely off of the install, you know, like give me, oh, a, give me a clean version. The most recent thing is they tried to roll out some kind of public watch history. Oh, like anybody else on your server can just like see your watch history unless you oh. they do give you a chance to opt out of it. But it is in the uh, admin dashboard. You yeah. can see a watch history. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is like public for anybody else who has access to your server. Just going to say heads up to anybody on shared servers. There is yeah. <laughs> the admin mm-hmm. can usually see what, what's been. Yes. I know what you're up to. Yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the admin put that content on the server. That's so also a good point. Their hands are not clean either. <laughs> to be fair, I, I, you know, like this is, this feels like a more pressing topic with, in light of this PSN stuff. Like that sucks so much. Like I am not a physical media person at all. Cause I hate clutter around the house. Yeah. But I actually went and got the full box set of the entire Blu-ray run of Star Trek, the next generation recently. Mm-hmm. just i mean i have access to it on legitimate streaming already but maybe i won't someday right yes like, who knows any of that stuff could just vanish at any moment and now is your digital like, rights management like like anything that like really truly means something to you in media like it seems like maybe actually a good idea to get a hold of that man imagine if steam ever did that 
steamer like hey just a heads up we're not only turning off some of the like access to a lot of these games you can't download them anymore and like you that's it like the thousands hundreds of thousands maybe of dollars you spent here on your library i i didn't follow up on this too much i was reading a little about this recently that apparently gabe newell has like talked publicly about what processes are in place when he dies like like they're they have implied that like hey it's taken care of Jeez. like first of all i don't know what the ownership is there i don't know that he's like majority he's definitely not surely not the only owner of valve but still like what his wishes would be if it's it's enough of a concern that that they have like tried to i think tried to reassure people that like like hey if something happens to the ownership of this company it's not going to immediately just end up in the hands of microsoft or or amazon or something everybody's going to get a server delivered to their (laughs) to their door Uh, what do you get dude now i what's what is the game protocol i don't know i don't know it's it becomes an open source data center where the community everybody runs it that is the emails our email address is podcast at nextlander.com podcast at nextlander.com podcast at nextlander.com and that's going to do it for this week's show we are heading into the end of the year wrapping up with our video games they still continue to come out though it seems like that uh, pandora or avatar game maybe one of the bigger triple a releases that we were looking to get on the other side of in december and it will be out at the time of this recording tomorrow uh we are continuing down with the watch cast in twin peaks season two we've got episode one up now over on the patreon we will have episode two and three going up Mm-hmm. next week you can get on the twin peaks train and experience maybe for the first time the weirdness and nonsensical nature of everything going on in twin peaks and experience it alongside of us i had never seen it before brad's never seen it before alex has seen it before as he guides us through twin peaks that's patreon.com slash nextlander. You can check that out along with the Ramblecast. Never been a better podcast. We're going to be recording one of those, I believe, next week. And I think that is Austin and Abby on the docket for that one next week. So you can take a look for that going up on the Patreon next week. There is a tier over on the Patreon that gets their names read on this here show. And Alex Navarro to do the honors of reading our mysterious benefactors for this week. I would be glad to. Our mysterious benefactors for this week are Ryan Waterman, RRE, Infelicitous Rips, Kelly F, Brian Lucier, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, Jerry Lee, Steam World Deirdre, Gary Pejsky, Robert Fisher, John McGinnis, Llama Magic, Peter Reardon, Jad Rita, Statics, Fantasticasm89, Andrew Jackson, Mega Crane, Razgrizz2, Marauder, Hardly Newer, Brian Murphy, Randy Duax, Andrew Teepkin, Alex Wu, It Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. Thank you to all our mysterious benefactors, and thank you to everyone who has gone over to patreon.com slash nextlander to support us. We were uh, appreciated. We couldn't do it without you. Uh, we just got through saying kind of a, what a 
miserable and tough year it has been. And we really do appreciate anybody giving us support this year uh, with all the other stuff going on, I'm sure, in their lives around the world. So thank you again, yeah, to everyone, uh, for keeping us going. Yeah. Uh, that is going to do it for this week's show. Brad, you mentioned maybe getting into some lethal company on Friday. Mm-hmm. I say we just do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. Let's do Who's it. going to stop us? Nobody. The, the, the monsters inside the buildings. But as long as we get some bodies out there and back in the ship. Uh, we played some lethal company last week over on our patrons' choice on Friday. I think uh, we all had a good time. I talked to Abby about it. She is in. I think we go back in. I got that whole setup done in vMix, which should be fine. 90% of the back-end work on that one. It's a fun game. Yeah. yeah. I, feel like, I feel like we just were really starting to get it right at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm kind of with you. We didn't talk about it during the games, but maybe we'll talk about it next week. A little persistence would be yes. nice. Yeah, that's my question because like the ship upgrades, it's a run-based game. I can't yeah. just sit here and talk about no. the company we have to go, but... But the ship upgrades are crazy expensive, and I, yeah. it makes me wonder if, like, are those permanent? Because it seems like you would have to survive for a whole bunch of days to get enough money to even buy one of those. Yeah, maybe, maybe you reset your are? money when yeah. you die. Yeah, every uh, or, yeah, you, it seems like it's like seven hundred for. And anyway, we'll get into it. But I'm with you. I'm with you. But I think the money escalates quickly. I think there's a oh, ramp. Sure. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the quotas go up quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So you're probably pulling in bigger and bigger, harder loot. Because also you get charged per planet at some point to dock there. Well, maybe we'll check it out this Friday. Uh, we got a grab bag coming up tomorrow. Uh, that'll, again, no stream for the Game Awards. But like Brad said, maybe you'll catch us and catch Brad. I might jump in there too over in the not Twitch chat over on uh, our Discord where if you can join us over at patreon.com slash nextlander just uh get yourself in there it's a fantastic community with fantastic participants and fantastic mods yeah thanks again to all the mods yes thank you mods it'll uh it'll probably be in the gaming live events chatter channel okay gaming live events chatter one of the many channels Mm -hmm. over on my discord uh thank you alex navarro thank you brad shoemaker and we'll be back next week